Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Amin Media and ChannelAttitude.com. And Good evening, or good night, whatever the fuck, ladies and gentlemen. This is your next level wrestling review. And if you don't know who I am, ladies and gentlemen, I am. I am. That's uh, my Carmelo Hayes. Uh, anyway, I am the pundit of the people, the man with the plan, Big Ray. He just need to talk some lucha libre, which is your Spanish lesson for wrestling today. And ladies and gentlemen, no titles won this week. Only one title is the important title. This man is the champion of your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. The Vets. That's him. He's a Rick Rogers guy. It's true. The Vet. That, that, that. Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen. He has won over each and every one of your black little hearts. That is his championship belt. The thing in your chest that keeps you living. He holds it in his hands. It is your Rip Rogers guy. About Jamie Williams. What's going on, What's up? What's going on, bro? Oh, we're going to talk about some hearts. Oh, we're going to um, talk about some hearts, some rotten hearts. Yeah, some but, dirty, uh, stinking hearts. Some, some people in the chat are getting excited because they all think I look like Baron Corbin. Holy shit! Can you stand there and be really boring for a second? Let me see. Hold on. Just I couldn't. There's, I wouldn't know how. Just be boring, dude. Let me think. What would Gallus do? Put on a crown. You have a crown, Andy. Yeah, and you have Gary. Oh shit! This isn't you, boring. This is this is greater than anything Baron Corbin's ever done in his life, right here. Yeah, that, that's pretty. Um, I don't know, man. You do. You kind of do look like Baron Corbin. I never yet. One of the things about Baron Corbin that I never really liked, and it's not his fault. There's nothing to do about it. His face. He just looks like a baby. <laughs> he just looks like a giant baby. Well, Vet, I don't know if you noticed, but. You look really young. Like I know. You but have like baby face features, dude. I don't know if you noticed. I that. look like a young adult man. adult man. You're not like Listen, not on. like I should be in a crib with a diaper, you know. If you wore a I actually have hair too a little bit. Yeah, me too. If you wore Just like little. the little baby gimmick, I don't know, man. I think hey, new gimmick, bro. Wrestling persona. The baby. 
Yeah. You do have baby face features, though. So now, I mean, you know, like I, I look good for my age, which is nice. Um, I definitely age up when I don't shave. Uh, so check out the Monday locker room for that. Uh, and you know, that's, but that it's not why I hate Baron Corbin. I don't hate Baron Corbin because he looks like me. I hate Baron Corbin because he sucks. That's yeah, why he does. So, he does just to get suck. that out of the way. Um, and this vignette did him no favors, but I'm not going to blame him for that. No, it's not uh, well, but we'll talk about that. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, right? Way ahead. We should talk about the people who are well, before we about do that, me. Be- before we do that, real quick. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to pull one of three. Do you see how big these three or trace, which is your Spanish lesson for numbers? Yes. So I'm going to hold on. Listen. This, now, I've already had about half of one of the oatmeal raisin, just shoving them in, in cups of cold milk, right? When you say half of one, you're not talking about cookie. You're talking about container. Container. So I'm just going to just, I told Elizabeth I was going to do this live. It's Homer Simpson. No. Let me explain something to you. They're light. They're fluffy. It's like a sweet and salt, salty taste to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, they are Jen's cookies. <laughs> oh, Jen, you fucking slowpoke. Um, these are Jen's cookies. She's like, don't touch my cookies. I would have bought the oatmeal raisin cookie. But I've eaten so much of them, I needed a break. Does that make sense? Just start getting the sugars? Hmm. Elizabeth, I could do not. We should make bets every year. (laughs) Because... These fucking cookies. Now put up this comment. Again, they are are so fucking good. I'm not kidding you, Ben. I, I know. Think I know you are. You could. I'm, you're not that good of an actor. I'm pretty sure that she may be the only person to know where to send cookies to you because I'm sure you've had cookies. Have you had Elizabeth cookies? Mm-hmm. We get this man's PO box because he ain't give you his address. Fan fucking tastic, and no baseball season is done. But anyway, speaking of uh, you're right, but I think it's time that we uh do what we do. It is time. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're gonna acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home? Acknowledge me. Ooh. All right, let's go to the very top here, ladies and gentlemen. And we start off with, as soon as I put this gimmick up yesterday, it was the Buckshot Kid, Bucking Shots. Very first comment of the day. What time was that, like 3 a.m.? Nah, it was uh, 8.23 p.m. because I put it up early last night. Damn. So, yeah. We have Jerome. Jerome's in the house. Jerome Hall, very handsome man. What else we got? We have the windiest of all Chris's. 
His his name sounds like a like a cool amusement park. Mm-hmm. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Just for you, Chris. Oh yeah, is the lovely Elizabeth sending cookies. Yeah, cookies, no cream. Just... Oh, they smell so good. Just do the <laughs> ultimate warrior, where you smell the cookie and that's enough. Oh, you have no idea. Oh no, like the, like the what's the movie with the fucking Ben Stiller where he sniffs the pizza and he shocks himself. What is it? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, it is the dark side caster with his laser sword. Oh, what we call him? Lightsaber. That the laser sword. The artist. He has finally returned. God damn it! Yeah, pal. Very cool. What's up, artist? What's going on, buddy? Well, let me just scroll down here. Who else we got here, ladies and gentlemen? Who else we got? Here? We got the biggest ass. In all of HMG is Frank's pickle barrel. I love I love pickles. Do you love pickles like that? The old school ones where you go out and they're in the big uh, Donkey Kong gimmicks, you know, with the water with barrels. Uh, I, I don't love pickles to any degree like that, but I definitely uh, will not turn down a pickle. There's a place in the Lower East Side here that's that's been here forever. They actually moved just a couple years ago. Um, Called Gus's Pickles, very famous. At, at like seven a.m., they would pull out all these giant barrels into the street, mm-hmm. just fucking reach in there and just grab your pickle of choice. Wonderful, wonderful. Y'all just grabbing out of the same. See, I was waiting for you to say that. No, they give you like a you know the tongs, the little little okay. you know non documented workers behind there with the tongs and shit. Anywho, all right, what else we got here? Let's see, did I miss anybody? Ah, yes. For the record, I've won 14 in 84 losses. Mm hmm. Hey, up, boy. But these commissions are really flip flopping with these records. Like, if he spent half as much time in the ring as he did in the courtroom, uh, uh, he would, he might have a spotless record. Well, it is the dancing one. The handsome one, handsome dancing Dan Heffern. Heffern. Yeah, he's got to pay his commission. You know, we have the ruler of the world, Saint Vicious. What was his? What was it? That was more like a killer cross. Yeah, what was what was what was the uh, the gimmick he says the, the what the rule of the world what was it? I am the master. I am the master. That do it. Ruler of the world. Anyway, I replaced. Treated that microphone like one of Elizabeth's cookies. <laughs> oh God, that's that had so many different connotations to it. We have uh, for the record of two hundred and forty wins. And one loss, Al Robinson. Yes, Al Robinson paid up, huh? <laughs> you got to uh, grease the right palm. I gave him a, perhaps with I, perhaps with a cookie or two. Yes, yeah, and I also uh, hooked him up with a nice little guile. His, his name's Robinson too, like young guile. <laughs> yeah, so look at the stems on that chick, huh? 
Were you Ray? Were you like me um, when you were a kid and you would like look up boxers and their win loss mm-hmm. records and stuff sure. like that? Mm-hmm. And you remember the first time you saw Sugar Ray Robinson's win loss record? And you're like, he fought more than everybody else combined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is his, why does he have triple digit wins? Like, yeah, it's, uh, they fought like every day, twice a day. It's crazy. Yeah, but even those older boxers didn't all have those gigantic records, but. No. Truly one of the greats of all time. And maybe Al Robinson is a distant relative. He's up there as long as he keeps paying his uh, commissions. We have Surjan34. I don't know why I said his name that way. Surjan, the tallest member of uh, this chat right now, if I'm correct, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the pants. Tall in the pants. He's like eight foot six. (laughs) We have possibly. The most incredible beard in all of HMG. Better than Strangler. Better than Ben Hameen. Way better than Colin. That shit is just awful. It's like stringy. There's like pizza sauce in there. Anyway. Yeah. We have the Mighty Bobble. Yes, sir. Mighty Bobble. Anyway. Stonecutter uh, Bobble. <laughs> all right. Let me do this real fucking quick. Don't do it. No, I have to. I have he to said. He said. He actually says further down. Don't do it. Okay, I won't do it. I'll just. Can I say? His but name? that. But just by saying that, we all know who we're talking about, right? Everyone in the chat knows who we're referring to, even if we don't. Yeah, we're talking about. Oh, I can't even say his name. Out. You didn't even get it out. You didn't get it out. You didn't get all of it out. Are you fucking serious? Well, that man's too sexy. That's why his picture can't come up. I can't he even say his you. name. He warned you. Okay, we're almost done. What else? Uh, What's up in the house, fellas? The hammer! The hammer! What's up, Charles? I should call just call Charles live. Because I keep forgetting to fucking call this man. This is my fault. Charles, I will call you today. While you sleep. At two in the morning. Todd Brantley's in the house. Todd Brantley sounds like a like a I don't know, like a like a catcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Right? Am he I is wrong? the comment king. He's the comment king. Uh yes. he's the comment. I suppose you could be he could be the catching king. He could be the catcher. You know, he was on the I was on the PWC and he was just like comments and comments and comments and comments. I was on the Monday, Monday night machismo. So mm-hmm. four of us this week. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Didn't watch it, but I saw it. You watched it. I never. You fucking watched it, but I love you. I love you, but I know of you, and I know that knowing of you, you're watching. Say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, last but not least, we have this random Facebook user. So here's the deal: if you are on Facebook right now, and for some reason, sometimes the name comes up, sometimes the name doesn't. What you can do is write your little comment and a little dash and then make, make your name or how you want to be, you know, shouted out. Is that cool? All right. So, like, this says, we got the Dom prediction correct. Who said it? Who the fuck knows? Perhaps they'd like to remain anonymous. Like that. NXT anonymous. Could be like NXT anonymous. It's Evil Dose. Ah. Got it. That's already that's already a alias for somebody else. 
<sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as I lower this, we will transition to a different part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Because it's not time for the one. It's not time for the two. It's time for the three count. This is the three count. With the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now, back to Big Ray and the Vet. Apparently, apparently, I popped the vet with the George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> the newspaper headline said, Frank Koch has uraemic poisoning. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Let's see it again. Hold on real quick. Was that the, was that, was that the, the, the family-friendly way to say, like, your, like penis back then? Like, what? You know, let's take a look at it again. I'm, I'm Googling that. Here we go. This is the three count. With the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. It did say that. <laughs> I'm Googling it. What is this? Uremia is a buildup of toxins in your blood. It occurs when the kidneys stop filtering toxins out through your urine. Oh, man. That's what happens, somebody, brother. Somebody, somebody fuck Frank Gotch up. Let me tell you something. So I was looking up. <laughs> I guess that bear hug from George Hackenschmidt really did a number on his kidneys. Bro, I was looking up like different like article, like pictures of like uh, magazines and shit. And I saw this. And I said, this has got to be the, the fucking D3 count story that will usher us into the new era. <laughs> this is like a three count back from Dan Hepburn <laughs> and now Robinson's era. <laughs> I'm glad that popped you, man. I'm, I'm so fucking happy. Oh, my God. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know why either. It's not particularly funny. It's but fucking Something horrifying. about it just <laughs> like of all the things you could have found. He found it wasn't something easy, about a wrestler getting poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Not like winning a championship or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. Just, oh, yeah, you got uremic poisoning. <laughs> Duh. Did you look up? It's a legit story, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, no. Who, the, who oh, would bother to fake that? Who would Photoshop that? Stop! Jimmy! <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm doing the show. You just see what the fuck happened? It's like that, huh? Hey, you better. I hope you get a urinary. What is it? <laughs> Wait, did they even spell it right on the headline? Because Google corrected my spelling. Fucking no, dude. It Nobody knew how to write back then. Just look fucking, fucking Still figuring English out back in 1915 or whatever it was. Leave this fucking woman coming in and trying to. <clears throat> anyway. She's probably just doesn't want you to eat too many cookies and yeah, get kidney failure or something. Yeah. UTI. <laughs> Welcome to U ESPN's UTI. <laughs> UTI. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what is we got to hire Max today? Kellerman back. <laughs> Tony right. Kornheiser. That fucking channel's been fucked for years. All right, let's show this here. What do we got here? Um, all right. 
So our first, we'll kick it off with this one. Our first story of the day. <laughs> Frank Gotch. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out, guys. Hey, hey, you fat fuck. How's that podcast working for you? Huh? <laughs> Look at this fucking face. Yeah. So, uh, shocking. Fucking Teddy Hart. Uh, independent wrestling star. God, this is from TMZ, by the way. Uh, independent right. wrestling star Teddy Hart. I just wanted to put the picture up to show you the class act this gentleman is. Um, the nephew of Bret Hart and Owen Hart was uh, arrested last week after cops uh, say he was in possession of ecstasy and steroids. Let's bring this down here because we don't have to fucking look at this guy's face anymore. It says here, uh, according to the uh, <clears throat> Tuttlesville Police Department documents obtained by TMZ Sports, the drugs were found in Teddy Hart's rental car during a routine traffic stop on Friday in Tootisville, uh, Florida. I don't know what the hell that is, actually. Cops say they initially pulled over the 43. He's only 40 fucking three. Huh. Wrestler after around after midnight, after they say that he ran a red light and traveled at a high rate of speed in a 2022 Mustang. He's probably making some good money on the Indies, no? Anyway. Uh, it says, uh, during the stop, uh, the police thought they smelled um, an overbearing odor of uh, burnt marijuana emanating from the vehicle and noticed uh, an unsealed medical marijuana container uh, with a faded label with a faded label inside. I don't know why I'm laughing. With a faded, faded, with a faded label inside um, the glove compartment, uh, as well as uh, several pieces of loose-leaf marijuana shake on the car seats so that's the shavings or whatever it may be so yeah man um i'm not gonna continue reading this he's what do you think brother you think he's uh he's going away for the long haul they'll just put him back on the streets as they usually do well this is florida this is like a real state where they actually arrest people but here's a picture of him holding a fucking cat yeah they use that like what tmz's funny the way they write very unprofessional, unlike mm. the Frank Gotch article from. That was incredible. Uh, it's like they they keep saying the phrase "cops," you know, like th that's normally not how uh, media outlets refer to the police. <laughs> they don't call them cops. Um, so it's very casual over there at TMT. Yeah, they just uh, don't give a fuck. Well, Ryan, it wasn't. Hey, Ryan Satin used to work there, so this is a lot. Oh yeah, I apologize. Um, it's more than just uh, weed, though. Like, yeah. do you want to read some of the, yeah, ecstasy and wasn't there some, uh, the steroids, ecstasy, the fella, yeah. fuck else they got there. Fucking penis pump. It's like a yeah. whole bunch of shit, bro. This guy's just, let me it see. sounds like it, it just actually sounds like just a normal day for Teddy Hart. I, it didn't really even seem when I first saw that he was arrested, I was Oof. like, oh, okay. What is it this time? And then when I read kind of the little skim the article and look at what they say, it's like, oh, just like a this is Teddy Hart on good behavior. So Elizabeth says law enforcement officials. Is that what they say in WWE? Sometimes. Yeah. So Flora, you can you can carry a concealed guns, but no weed. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends on how much, too. And if he was and smoking also, it while driving. Yeah, that doesn't matter either, but I mean you're not supposed to have steroids. You're not supposed to have X. So, but like I said, all in all, um, a, a, a very minor, this is a minor Teddy Hart incident. Uh, like not a really run, a lot run to, of the mill. 
yeah, this is again, like I said, he was probably going to sell a lot of this stuff. You think? You know, that's probably where he's getting a 2022 Mustang. I doubt it's from Indies. You going to sell it to um, the boys? Whoever. What a what a fucking you know. I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but there's a guy that ran a podcast with him, and uh, I got blocked for 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 saying you know, hey, hey, stupid. <laughs> you think this is going to work out? Teddy Hart is unfortunately uh, a, a talent. In ring, he was a very talented person, I think. Uh, did a lot of flips and stuff. Cool stuff. Innovative shit. Uh, he was on MTV Wrestling. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, he just could never keep it together, man. It's, it's, it's quite unfortunate, Vet. What do you think? No, you're right. I mean, he was uh, he was a uh, he came through OVW briefly while I was there. So that's the first was, time I got to see him. Uh, was he nice to you? I don't remember <laughs> meeting him. Not to say it didn't happen, but if it did, it was for the length of a handshake. Right. Uh, a hot dog. One hot dog. No, not even that. No hot um, dog. Shit. There's something wrong with Teddy Hart. I know that sounds like a duh thing to say, like when we're talking about everything that we already know, but I don't mean, like, I'm, 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 I mean that the reason these things happen is mentally there's something wrong with him i don't know what it is i don't know what the diagnosis would be i don't know if it's some kind of high functioning autism or uh you know sociopathic what like i i'm not you know i don't know but i know that he's not right and i make jokes with you know like a lot of my canadian friends about how like the farther north you get in the hemisphere the more messed up you are, <laughs> you know, like there's something about getting close to one of those poles where people just aren't right anymore. Mm. Um, and the, and so Canadians usually have this like slight offbeat quirkiness. You probably noticed from the Canadians, I've you know, worked I mean, with Canadians your, for a long your time. friend, um, um, Corbeil. Yeah. Andre Corbeil, you know, I'm sure you notice like they're just not that there's anything bad, but just slightly, they're, they're just off. a little different, a little different, at least compared to us. Mm -hmm. Not to say that Americans are just normal or whatever. I'm not saying that, but Americans can see, or I can see like a little, a little quirkiness with Canadians. And Teddy Hart is that plus like whatever other mental uh, issues that he has, uh, plus who knows what else. So there's a reason why he's like this. And I don't know what it is, but it's medical. Hmm. Okay. Um. Listen, it, it is what it is. Uh. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Of course. Charles a Hammer worked with Teddy Hart. He was there. If only we had some way to be able to talk to Charles the Hammer Evans, but I don't see that ever happening. So we'll just have to. All right. Count on his comments. No, no. This uh, is my fault. To, this is to lead this us is, through. Listen, stop it. This is. I have to put the blame on myself. I keep telling Charles. Yes, you, of course you do. Who else oh, would you put? Shut up. I'm the ruler of the world. Um It was it was Teddy Hart's fault that she that. didn't call Charles. Charles, I just want to get you on the show. <laughs> and I keep fucking listen, I have a crazy schedule. And I forget Clearly literally to call my mother. I forget to call my mother sometimes. This man just randomly showed up on the Monday night machismo. Like I don't want to hear about any schedule planned. or you randomly planned it. So Stevie Richards is in the news. Oh, 
So I went to WrestleStink. Want to right? call him and get him on the show? I can. It says uh, during a recent appearance on the Inside Podcast, Insights a podcast, uh, Richard stated his gratitude for Russo. So he's defending Russo here. <clears throat> the title of this uh, gimmick here is um, Stevie Richards comes to Russo's defense. So I'm going to read this really quickly. Okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask if you uh, maybe I missed if you said the podcast that it was. It says or the are you Insight, about to say it? the Insight Podcast. Are you familiar with this podcast? Not by that name. Let me. Uh, I'm going to pull this up really quickly because it shows it here. Let me see. So I clicked on the Inside Podcast gimmick, and it showed this. So I've never heard of this before. But uh, and with the 1999 picture. Why do they use this picture, Steve Richards? It's the best. Oh, so it's it's Chris Van Vliet. Oh yeah, there you go. I thought oh, he just shit. did stuff with his own name, like the Chris Van Vliet show or whatever. I thought I you know, know what actually that that tells me a lot. Maybe he separates his different like platforms, like Insight is podcasts, and I don't know, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'll tell you what, man. Chris Van Vliet is one of the people that I actually really like. Like, Have you gotten to do anything with him? No, but I I've interacted a ton with him, and he's very like chill, like so mm. so nice, so cool. Seems doesn't like it. doesn't care whether you're a big star or, or just a little guy like me or whatever. You know, he's re- replies like that. You know, is always very, very, uh, very cordial and very just. I don't know if it's fake or if it's real. I don't know him personally, but he's a professional. I'll say he is a professional pundit. I like him yeah. very much. But anyway, so uh, I'll read this. What it says here it says, uh, Vince. Uh, so this is Stevie Richards talking here. And this is on uh, all right. Richard stated uh, his his uh, gratitude for Russo, uh, citing him as one of the people who went the extra mile during the scary spinal infection Richards went through uh, earlier this year. So it says, uh, so this is now uh, Stevie talking. I can't do a Stevie Richards. So it says uh, Vince gets such a bad rap. I don't understand it. I still don't understand to this day. Um, and I'm like, I'm a guy that worked in WWE with him, worked in TNA with him, and. Then obviously I, I worked with him on Smack on the SmackDown review with Ben Hameen. He really puts over Ben Hameen. He wrote it in big anyway. Richard said, but when this infection happened, the one person besides myself, Ray, there's uh there's people that reached out almost every day. Um, but Vince uh every day, every single day or multiple times a day reached out, checking on me, praying for me, talking to me, trying to cheer me up. I could say, man. Maybe if I put a few pillows under me, you know, I could still do the shows from the hospital. And he was like, no, don't do that. What's wrong with you? Richard added that while he was out of commission, Russo continued to pay him. Oh, fuck. Uh, Even after Richards was uh, later discharged from the hospital, Russo kept frequent contact with him and still reminds him not to over overtrain during his recovery so does ben by the way um as richard slowly transitions back to daily life he remains forever thankful to russo's kindness and that's the article this was actually a nice little positive article from wrestlestink.com um it says a lot you know we all know that stevie richards is is just like jesus christ with skin on but you know people talk so much shit about vince russo and now i've had the opportunity to interact a ton with vince russo and 
and you know his relationship also with Vito and Noel and stuff like that that also helped me get to know him a little better. I really like the guy a lot, and I he comes to me, he comes across as like just fucking genuine and nice. Um, your thoughts on this article and the type of person you know that people just shit on repeatedly. You know they they make up they 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 demonize him. When who does this? Um. So, well, first of all, like you know, what more can be said about Stevie? You know, we know what kind of person Stevie is. We've been able to we've done a show with Stevie. We should probably do a follow up show to that one show we did because. I think we need it now more than ever, but especially with his new perspective on things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, as far as Vince Russo goes, man, most people only just know him from fucking WCW, which Vince Russo has said many times. Like, they think he's the character that he portrayed, you know, on that TV show when he was just doing whatever he could to try to get the ratings up and what helped wcw be a success or just at the very least do what they paid him to do Mm -hmm. um so if that's how you know him then that's probably you're going to blame him for Mm -hmm. everything that you didn't like about wrestling from that time it's funny too because you'll see how um people will they will like ascribe blame to him uh, for things that he wasn't there for because they just assumed that anything that was terrible, you know, like must have been his fault, even though he had been gone from the company for two years or three years, whenever that thing, whatever that thing was happened. Uh, like they just get their timelines confused and they blame him for that. Um, so if you don't know, if you don't know him from that and you don't actually listen to, you know, him on a daily basis for a period of time uh people are going to clip stuff out of context that he says and he's going to come across very annoying to you if you don't agree with what he says exactly and i think that a lot of times now wrestle inc doesn't do that because usually because uh he and raj geary have a nice relationship too so raj is not going to go out of his way to put a bunch of clickbait articles out there to try to bury Vince Russo, right? Like, why would he? Um, other people would, <laughs> but uh, but not Raj. So, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah, like, the thing is, Vince is, has very strong opinions, uh, personal feelings about some of the people that he's worked with in the past or people that... Um, you know he's had disagreements with professionally or whatever and he's and he's constantly making those feelings known and i think that because those people are kind of in control of everything at the major wrestling companies um then of course it's going to be some sort of a backlash like if you're constantly calling people an imbecile or a goofball or an idiot or whatever the things that he calls people like triple h or tony khan or all these other guys then yeah you you, you're gonna get some backlash for that too that's just the way things are um but as a person i don't know him 
but he seems like a cool person and i like him more for the person that he is than any of his thoughts on wrestling wrestlers wrestling philosophy writing philosophy um any of that stuff that he does that i don't agree with or care for but i enjoy him as a person and his sense of humor and the way he interacts with certain people um great interviewer and he doesn't do that many interviews anymore uh which is unfortunate but um but yeah i much more enjoy vince russo the person than vince russo the professional yeah i mean it's just always i mean i i on a personal level i think he's always just very kind and sweet he's nothing i don't think he's anything really like what he comes across on these on these podcasts you know it's him turned up 10 yeah yeah he's 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 doing he's he's trying to be entertaining which he is you know and he's also been on Chris Van Vliet, as people have pointed out you know he very recently just did an episode so if you follow him on twitter you see Vince is tweeting clips or responding to clips um, of that show he was just recently on. So check that mm. out if you want to see Chris Van Vliet do a second interview with Vince Russo. I don't know when the first one they did was, but it was a while back. Um, so it's kind of funny because Van Vliet recently been in the news because he talked to Meltzer and they th- like part of the news was like, him challenging him about the five star rating and how how does he get it and what does it mean and you know what goes into it and all this other stuff so that's kind of gone a little bit viral recently and now having an interview with Vince Russo is probably a pretty good follow up you know for a one two punch there I look something up here um but I can't find it so it's fine um yeah man so it's it's cool to see like I said you know a nice positive story so showing the other side of Vince Russo um I agree. You know, I, I think a lot of people just like to dig at Vince because it's cool to do it. I I don't know. I I never I never really got it. You know, the guys guy the guy seems like a, just a person that always seems to you know be willing to help and and. Well, take 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 a take an inventory of the people that speak highly of Vince Russo. Mm-hmm. You know, and then compare that to the list of people who don't. You know. Um, Maybe you've heard of some of these names. Maybe you've heard of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe you've heard of a guy named The Rock. Maybe you've heard of a guy named Kevin Nash. You know, like maybe you maybe these people have done something in wrestling and they all speak highly of Vince Russo and are appreciative of Vince Russo and the things that he did with them in their careers. I mean, I guess they don't count for much, those names I said. You probably never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, uh, that's just a just a thought. Anywho, um, let's move on real quick. Uh, Nick Aldis, uh, I think you and uh, Brandon were talking about Nick Aldis uh, leaving Impact Wrestling, uh, looking to sign uh, with the WWE, but not as a wrestler for some fucking godforsaken reason, but as a producer. I don't know why this man has never gotten. I know he has major heat with some people. I think it's who is it? This fucking guy, Brother Love, right? he has issues with him i don't know if he even i think it's like a one-sided thing i think bruce has heat with him for something and he has no idea what the heat is for but it's been it's it that's the person that's the roadblock does it have any do with his wife when she got thrown out with the with the garbage bag Mm. no do you think before that well i was gonna say was do you think 
the wife, uh, what's his, what's her, what's her name? Jesus Christ, um, Mickey James. Mickey James. You think she was released that way because of the heat with her husband? That's a better question. That, that maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, my timeline on this is not quite. Um, you know, I don't have it lined up perfectly, but I seem to remember they would have had a chance to bring in Nick Aldis like either around the time that he started dating Mickey James or something like that. So I don't know if the recent stuff with her has anything to do with it. I think Bruce already had a thing uh, or somebody had a thing even before that. And then that's just like, that that's almost just like reinforcing it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, well we're definitely not bringing them in now. It's like this, or or whatever. But it's stupid. I mean, come on, you you can't you can't not make money with Nick Aldis. I don't even love Nick Aldis that much as a wrestler or performer, but I still, like you got to. I mean, no, I do, but I'm just saying, like, you you hear you hear me go on and on about certain guys or whatever, and Nick Aldis isn't usually one of those guys. But come on, it's Nick Aldis. You got to do something with him. Look at him. Listen to him come on it's not like they've got like a just a shit ton of people that um can bring what he brings to the table true that is a fact we'll end the three count with this i love doing this every single week now so uh why don't we just play a little theme song as we uh, this day in history ladies and gentlemen it's this day in pro wrestling history what happened on july 19th 1990-something, or maybe even 1890-something. Who knows? Frank Gotch got an infected penis. That's <laughs> an infected penis. Oh, God. This should have been my fucking... Uh, I should have played this uh, on my wedding. My first dance. you imagine? Us doing the juke and shit, like Junkyard Dog. Wow. All right, so let's see here. Um, there's not too much that happened in the year of... Uh, uh, what is it? 19, we start off with 1997. See if you remember this. ECW Heat Wave 1997 took place at the ECW Arena in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, it says here, uh, one of the most heated bouts in ECW history, pitting, see if you remember this, Jerry the King Lawler, Rob Van Dam, and Sabu against Rick Rude, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sam. And were you watching it this time, ECW? No, not regularly. It was hard to get their stuff. It was. It was. I weird. remember. And think about. It. I'm in California, so I would have to like. I had to disconnect my cable and go to like VHF station or something. And like, there's snow all over the TV, and I'm like messing with rabbit ears trying to get a better reception just to watch ECW on a Saturday night. And half the time, it wasn't even fucking on the, yeah. the time it was supposed to be. It's like. You you couldn't even have weekly. Was it like that in New York too? Like they just weren't on every week somehow. Yeah. Um. No. Well, kind of in New York, we had a channel called Madison Square Garden TV, like MSG, yeah. and they had it on on a weekly basis. But didn't they miss some weeks randomly too? It was like, weird, dude. No. Well, I mean, more than maybe a week, but it was pretty consistent. So, because like the professor Chabelo de Cruz, the glorious one, 
he um he talks about it all the time how we were very uh lucky to have you know to be in new york at the time because we got you know a awa a uh, ecw mm-hmm. all, everything we got everything yeah, yeah. on this uh weird channel that we had um back in the day so um no nah, man i was able to see a lot of this bro i was able to see a lot of this i remember how i stumbled upon it i've never spoken about that here it was like oh, like fucking 1 30 in the morning and I might have I might have just come home from hanging out with my boys and I and I was a little drunk and shit. So, you know, sometimes you want to just stay up a little longer to let the alcohol through your system, you know, so you don't fall asleep and go on a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Throw up. And um, I was changing the channel and all of a sudden Joey Styles is there yelling at the TV. What the fuck is this? The fuck is this shit? And then I see Terry Funk. I'm like, what is this? And I'm watching this shit and I'm seeing the int- I'm I'm seeing fucking guys being suplexed on their head. I'm like, yo, what is what is this like? So at that time there was, I don't know if you remember, there was like the whole shoot wrestling thing at the same time going on where people were like shooting like a like Ken Shamrock was doing that shoot wrestling thing. So that's what I thought it was. And it just happened to be ECW and I, and I, and I would look in the TV guide and, and the TV guide, the physical TV guide wouldn't really show when it was on. So I, so I just the next week I tuned in at the same time, and it was on. And then I was like, "Oh shit, this shit comes on every single week at this time." So really cool time uh, to be a wrestling fan. Um, uh, also on that card, man, you had the um, you had the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa defeating the Dudley Boys, Stevon and Bubba Ray in a steel cage weapons match. Jesus Christ! Well, fast forward. I think, the, I think the artist said earlier in the chat. He said. Uh, Teddy Hart is New Jack Light. I think New Jack is Teddy Hart Light. Word. Think about <laughs> to that. To be honest. To be honest. Rest in peace, New Jack, bro. Um, we'll fast forward to 2003. We have the Ring of Honor represents uh, Death Before Dishonor. Let me see. It says event at Rex. What is it? Rex Rexplex in New in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, I know Elizabeth, New Jersey. What um, what uh, year? Uh, this is 2003. Okay. And this uh, this show saw CM Punk defeating Raven in a bloody dog collar match. <laughs> Samoa Joe retained his ROH championship over Paul London. Didn't even remember Paul London being in Ring of Honor. Dude, there's a match somewhere. I can't find it. I haven't looked for it in a while. But I remember seeing a match with Paul London and I want to say AJ Styles where... And it was around this time, 2002, 2003, the beginnings of Ring of Honor, where you know how they, you know, Ring of Honor, every match you start with the handshake and it's supposed yeah. to end with the handshake, right? So they started with the handshake, but then they kept going back to it. Like they would wrestle a little bit, you know, like little, little wrestle, little reversal, and then, you know, they, they break off and then they like shake hands again. But as it gets more heated, but they're still shaking hands, you know? Like they kept going back to the handshake, uh, so it was. It, I I, I want to find that match somewhere, but it, they're they're like aggressively slapping each other, like you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then one guy sticks his hand out, and then mm. you know, like it, it, it was actually pretty cool. Paul London was fucking underrated. Mm-hmm. Is underrated. Is mm-hmm. underrated still on the uh, uh, Renee Cafe de Renee podcast sometimes. Mm. Is he still wrestling? I th- think he's not retired. 
but uh-huh. I don't know how frequently he gets in the ring. Last time we saw him with any regularity was on Lucha Underground as part of the uh, the Rabbit, mm-hmm. the Rabbit Tribe or whatever that shit was with Cross and um, you know, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal jumps in, not Jinder, but the brother. Stop listening ten minutes ago. Who? Jinder? Yeah. No, I didn't. Let's All right, go ahead. Said. Just read. Just read his comment in the middle of my sentence. Go ahead. Are we going to do this fat again? Uh, Seriously? I'm sorry. I was waiting on. I was waiting on Jinder Mahal's comment. I'm sorry, Ben. I, I apologize. Does that help? No. What's What's the comment? The comment is ECW had higher ratings than AEW Rampage at 2 in the morning. Let that sink in. Is that a fact? Mm. I don't know if anybody's going to pull up those ECW numbers from back then, but sure. I dare you to do that. I dare you to pull up those ratings and and show me gender. Anyway, um, 2009, TNA's Victory Road took place at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. This is when I started covering Impact, if I'm correct. On the main event, saw Kurt Angle retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against Mick Foley. Booker T and Scott Steiner defeated Beer Money. That's James Storm and Bobby Roode to win the NWA. I mean, I'm sorry, to win the TNA Tag Team Championship. And Taz made his first appearance for the company. Good time to be a TNA fan. I remember this. I enjoyed this. Didn't move the ratings one point. Not one. (laughs) Which is why when people make such a big deal about the ratings today, I kind of roll my eyes because... It's like, dude, TNA was so awesome. Like they should have been on paper. So awesome with the people they had and nobody was watching it. No one was increasing the ratings there. And it was really fucking, I enjoyed it. TNA. It was at least very different. You know, do you remember the first time you saw TNA? Yeah. When it came on, when it was 2002 and it was like 10 bucks. Oh, so you saw the original original, like the first one, like mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah, at least at least around that time. Maybe I didn't see the literal first one, but I remember when it was a new thing. I ordered a TNA pay-per-view. I asked my dad. I was like, Dad, do you mind if I order this wrestling pay-per-view? It was like $10. Like it was $9.99, right? And uh, I ordered it. And all I remember is like this terrible entrance ramp with the, the red and gold TNA logo like a giant piece of cardboard and then fucking scott steiner walked out what the fuck is this good times 2015 we go to wwe battlegrounds pay-per-view it took place in uh st louis missouri and it was headlined by brock lesnar defeating uh seth rollins by disqualification i remember this actually i fucking remember this seth Brock Lesnar defeating Seth Rollins by disqualification on a pay-per-view for Rollins' WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championship after the bout The Undertaker made his return to the company and set up a match with Lesnar SummerSlam later that year. Your thoughts on on pay-per-view matches going to uh, a DQ finish? I mean, it can happen. We got two more entries here. 2016, WWE marked the reintroduction of their bland, of their bland, of their bland split. (laughs) We'll call it that from now on. Their bland Mm -hmm. split 
once again, divided the rosters, SmackDown, Raw, so on and so forth. Uh, the top picks were Seth Rollins for Raw and the top spot, WWE. Oh, and WWE champion Dean Ambrose to SmackDown. What, what year was this again? This was 2016. So the two top spots were Seth Rollins to Raw, Dean Ambrose to SmackDown. The highest drafted woman was, take a guess, 2016. In 2016, it was... I don't know. Charlotte Flair. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have been, yeah. The highest placed NXT talent who was taken by Raw was... He said the highest placed NXT talent? Right, so he was drafted from NXT onto Raw. With the fifth twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be this ain't gonna be easy. Twenty sixteen. Yes. I'll give you a hint. He wears body paint. He wears body paint? Is it Finn Balor? It was Finn Balor. Yeah. That was the year that he fucking went to Raw, became the first Universal, Universal Champion. Champion. Mm-hmm. And then fucking you know, got and fucked then, up. And then number one pick Seth Franklin Rollins ruined his life, and we're still hearing about it to this day in a current angle as, as recently as this Monday. Bunch of stuff happened in 2020 there, bet. As we move. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. <laughs> a whole bunch of shit. Uh WWE taped a an in-ring portion of the horror show Extreme Rules. What does that mean? Uh considered the worst major event. In the WWE's period without fans in attendance. So now we're in the COVID era. Now the show was headlined by Drew McIntyre defeating uh, Dolph Ziggler to retain the WWE Championship. Uh, we, we continue. There's only two more entries here. 2020. Also 2020. Wait, who did retain the WWE Championship? Beat Dolph <laughs> Ziggler? You got so Drew bored. McIntyre? Drew McIntyre. Remember def- that? Remember how fucking rotten that was? People... St- I'm, I'm having to hear about how great Dolph Ziggler is and like he's having these shitty matches with Drew McIntyre in an empty building. I don't miss time this we, at all. You don't miss you don't miss the the, the you know when Thunder Aiden <coughs> when me and Aiden are playing W2K23 for some reason he likes selecting the Thunderdome. I'm like, don't you fucking dare. I'll just throw this controller. How do they do it? Do they have like the little yes. do they have random faces in the TVs? They have I think they 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 stole real faces, I guess. When whenever you um did that gimmick to be on yeah, TV, you you also signed your likeness away, <laughs> and and it's real people. It's, it's not yeah. like I don't think it's anybody that worked for the company or anything. It's just like random fans. <laughs> it's it's the it's 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 two K Studios staff. <laughs> the most over thing to me was that one time where somebody just ha- was holding up a picture of uh, Chris Benoit's face. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. I, I don't think I saw it when it actually happened, but after it happened, they reported it. It was a big fucking deal. Uh, also in 2020, the night after Slammiversary, this is your your neck of the woods here. Impact Wrestling uh, taped multiple episodes of Impact in Sky Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, the highlight of the taping saw a newly returned Motor City Machine Guns. Hmm. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin defeating the North. Josh Alexander, Ethan Page, great fucking tag team, man. Great tag team, uh, the North, to win the Impact Tag Team Championships. Uh, any thoughts on that before we go into the last part, 2021? No, no none. 
WWE in 2021 had its first edition of Raw in front of fans to start uh, uh, the post-COVID-19 era. So it's the first live. Let's think about this for a second, right? Every time a wrestling show airs, somebody in the world is, that's their first show. (laughs) So people became wrestling fans. During the COVID era. Yeah, when there were no fans. Some kid watched it. And was like, I like this. And then they got to see that for a few months or whatever. And then they got to see it in a building full of people that they'd never seen before. What the hell must that have been like? How bizarre that must have been. Crazy. It's like. Their parents were probably telling them too. You know, they used to have this in front of people, son. What? (laughs) No way. (laughs) No, dad. No, little six year olds watching for the first time. 20,000 people sometimes would sit in there and watch this. Or maybe 90,000, like in WrestleMania 3. What was it? <laughs> there were no TV monitors. There were actual people sitting there. <laughs> that is crazy. It's so embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing that this ever happened. They should have closed up shop for like two years until they stopped being stupid. But, you know, I'll tell you what, Vet. I remember during the COVID era, I was cr- like, I'm a sports guy. I love my basketball, my baseball. My football, I, I love I love uh, football, soccer. I love all sports. I really do. Um, and it was just killing me not seeing anything. And UFC first came out with those empty arena UFC fights. That was like, wow. That, it was like so. This is when the UFC, I think, really took off. And you think the WWE would have. <laughs> it was like kind of like the opposite. Like when things kind of went to shit. Dude, I was up at 1 o'clock in the morning watching Cornhole. Mm-hmm. cornhole championships <laughs> i was like what is this no i say i say it all the time they 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 think that wwe thinks that they're above professional wrestling vince mcmahon has the famous quote we make yeah. movies pal from beyond the mat the and big water bottle yeah any yeah anything except pro wrestling and what happens when they have a chance to actually shut everything down and like change the way they produce content all they did was have wrestling matches in an empty building we knew right then and there if we weren't like we already should have known but if anybody was still in doubt that they're creatively bankrupt and have no ideas and can't actually do shit and they're all talk that couple of years right there proved it you held a wrestlemania in front of zero people and that shit is going to be archived like people are going to go back and watch that <laughs> like 20 years from now if someone goes back and watches that wrestlemania they'll be like what the fuck happened here where is everybody like it's, it's gonna be weird you know it's embarrassing it's embarrassing but anyway it, it is embarrassing todd brantley says i don't know what's worse shows at the thunder shows at the thunderdome with the best of teddy hart Why the best of I teddy know. hart I don't know. hey if you should well if you just show teddy hart and mlw with the Hart dynasty like that right there is better than everything that they did during the thunderdome just those just those few mlw shows with him uh brian pillman jr uh harry smith like that was decent stuff back then and he was actually consistently on the tv to actually have the matches so it was nice uh i'll tell you real quick uh todd brantley um i think it's a good thing uh right now Messi is still relatively i mean he's a little past his prime but he's still really good uh I think it's a good thing for American football. I think 
in the next 10 years, so let's say 2030, 2033, after the World Cup is here in New York City, I have a feeling that the MLS, the Major League Soccer, um, I think they'll be top 10 league easily. So um, I think Messi's a, a big deal. I think it's a much bigger deal than even Beckham, even though Beckham was huge when he came to to play here in the United States. Messi is still, you know, good enough to dominate. This is this is reminiscent of of Pele. I think this is as big or maybe even bigger than Pele. I, I'm being honest. So I think it's a big deal. Anyway, all right. So lastly, in 2021, like I was talking about, um, let's see who's on the show. The show saw Nikki Ash, A S H, almost a fucking superhero, cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase that she had won prior uh, to win uh, Raw's Women's Championship from. So she beat Charlotte Flair. Um, other notable events, John Cena and Keith Lee make their long-awaited returns to the program. Hmm. And then it's, and this says here, lastly, NXT champion Karrion Cross, a.k.a. Killer Cross, made his main roster debut in a disappointing loss to Jeff Hardy. Killed the kid's career. Just Everything sucked. Your thoughts. Uh, notable birthdays. Uh, we'll go up real quick. Uh, 19, born in 1958, Robert Gibson. It's his birthday today, so wish him a happy. Mike Modest. Familiar with this man? It's his birthday. Also featured in Beyond the Man. Also. Uh, Ray, R-E-R-E-Y. Bacanaro? Bacanero? That is. Anyway. Sure. Tony, Tony Mamaluke. Hey, hey, it's his birthday hey. today. Hey, Jinder, it's your brother's birthday today. It's Jinder Mahal's birthday, born in 1986. Son of a bitch. Oh, Wait a second. They didn't He's... even give him so much as a vignette this week. Nothing. Not even a fucking uh, in memory of. Wait, he's alive, right? Yeah. Who is Ho Ho Loon? Ho Ho Loon? <laughs> that guy was. Uh... He was in the Cruiserweight Classic, mm-hmm. and I think he went and started his own wrestling promotion over in one of those Southeast Asian countries. Good for him. Well, he's born 1987, and in 1988, we were blessed by Daga. Yeah, Daga. Mr. or ex-Mr. Tessa Blanchard? Why not? Why? You didn't know that? No, I did not know that, sir. Yeah, they got married. I think they got divorced. I'm not positive. I don't follow up on their personal lives, but yeah. Had no idea, but ladies and gentlemen, what happened? I just said Daga's name provocatively. Daga. If you say it three times, he comes up and sniffs your underwear. Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. And that was uh, today in professional wrestling. It's time for uh, NXT 2.0, 3.4. No, no. All righty then. It is NXT. This show was live. On July 18, 2023, the main event would be Dirty Dom. Dominic Mysterio in a title match versus Wesley, the most dominant 
North American champion in NXT history. That's your main event, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the vet's looking down at something. Did somebody send you another penis pick? No. Was it Colin? Oh. No. What happened? Nothing. Okay. Now, I was looking at my notes, but I started smiling when you said dominant in the same sentence ah. as Wesley. Because <laughs> uh, it's just funny, the idea that he'd be like, you know, a dominant champion. But... um. Billy but Ray yeah. Valentine is in the house. Billy Ray Valentine in the house. Uh, All right, let's do this. So we're this. so we're we're starting with a recap. Sometimes we don't, but this time we did. And um, it's probably just if I recall, I think they was trying to explain why Judgment Day is going to be here. Uh, they're just letting you know. And then Trick and Mello come out, and they're doing their in ring, and then uh, Ilya Dragunov interrupts. And they both recite the scripts that they were handed before this. And we go off with the classic, uh, hold the belt in the guy's face. Oh, I hate it. You, you couldn't possibly be any more cliche or boring than this. Even though I will, ad I will admit that uh, when Dragunov is reciting his script, I like the way he recites it. Yeah. He's an intense son of a bitch, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if I like him referring to himself as the most intense man. Like, doesn't that seem weird? Shouldn't that be something other people call you? Like, you don't give yourself your own nickname, you know, in my opinion. Mm. What do you think about that, Ray? Do you, do you like Dragunov calling himself, I'm the most intense man in NXT, or does that sound stupid? I'd rather him say, people like to say I am the most intense man. Yeah. Or people call me the most intense man. Then he starts hitting himself in the face. You want to see intense? Right. Because to him, that's just his way of life. Why would he think it's intense? Right. It's just him. So just my. I agree. I agree with you. All right. Uh, well, what'd you think about this overall thing? You think you agree that it's cliche and boring and lame? It is, but Ilya Dragunov is is very like I love watching him on the screen, and I love mm -hmm. to I like his little goatee gimmick. He's copying me. Um, I like that coming in gives him a different look. Um, mm -hmm. I don't uh, like it. I, I like I like clean Ilya. Dragunov. You like clean shaven Ilya Dragunov, especially if you're going to be treated as a baby face. You should have a baby face. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be a baby face for long. He should be. I know, but I don't think he will. He's hard not thing. to like because even when he was, he's sort of heelish when he started and they just got behind him too much. He's, when he's he was in NXT UK, they tried to kind of make him a heel, right. but, or, or they didn't know what he was. And eventually people are just like, this man is so ridiculous that I like him. That's basically how it ended up here. It's going to be a situation much like Walter, um, Gunther, how he is so fucking awesome you just have to respect him and like him but doesn't matter what he is um same thing with the fucking uh the judgment day they're bad guys but people fucking love them so except this one guy <laughs> except this one. uh speaking of which mm. uh, uh wesley and ali are gonna talk about that one guy here in the locker room yep and basically ali's like eh, i don't know you should have done this yeah, and Wesley's move. like, yeah, and Ollie's like, well, I'll be waiting in Texas. 
See, I thought I thought Ali was gonna say, "I'll be in your corner." Yeah, he did to watch your back. But Ali was like, "This is on you, bro. I got the, I got my ticket already. You know, they they already booked my rental car. I already booked my rental car for myself because the WWE doesn't do that for you." So that's basically what he's saying is like, I have a title shot, so I get to wrestle whoever wins. So it's going to be Dominic versus Ali at. Uh, well, the thing is that once Ali said that he wasn't in the corner of uh, of Wesley, I was like, oh, shit, there's a chance this guy might lose his belt. Mm-hmm. So that's the thought process I had coming into the main event tonight. All right. So, uh, okay. So Los Lotharios uh, make their entrance. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Tony getting his personal effects back. Uh, this is from, just so silly. So fucking yeah. dumb. He leaves with Stax. Stax is waiting for him outside. Like, you know. J- just just to give you a little background, Vet, on something. Me and Jen have been wa- re-watching. I haven't, I haven't re-watched The Sopranos at all. Mm-hmm. We, we've been re-watching it since season one. Mm-hmm. So I literally got off of watching three episodes in a row of Sopranos. And then I went into this. And so was like, oh my God. I, this is Sopranos blackface. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, so cameras when he's getting dressed, when they're giving him his mm-hmm. shit back. Okay. Standard procedure in every penitentiary. Hey, remember that movie penitentiary? I don't. You don't? No. Nah. What is that? I don't know what Billy it is. Billy Ray Valentine remembers. Well, he's been in the penitentiary. Remember he and Dominic Mysterio were running the joint? Yeah, that too, but I just mean I, I mean the movie also he remembers. No, I don't even know who was in it. Um, no no famous people. Uh what was it uh what was it what was the guy's name? Like Too Sweet or something like that? The boxer? I don't know. It's a boxing movie. I just thought you might have seen it. Movie. penitentiary it had several sequels you remember what uh what year it was oh i see it here i've it never like heard of 80 Pen- something 1979 oh so they j- so yeah the first one was in 79 okay penitentiary one was in 1979 uh starring leon isaac kennedy yeah him what in the living hell is this Okay. Bro, it's a prison boxing movie way, way, way before Undisputed or whatever. I guess I guess I gotta check it out, bro. I mean, look at the cover on this thing. Yeah, look at it. Why aren't you watching it right now? All right, know, that's dude. been your next level wrestling review, ladies and gentlemen. We have to go watch Penitentiary. Penitentiary 2, 1982. Oddly enough, I think I saw Penitentiary 3 first. Like that was yeah. the first time I saw it. And then I'll then I went back and and watched the first one look at the second one there with mr t did they redo this i don't think that's the same movie oh this is me all right so this is okay 1982 it's on roku i would have thought the chat would be blowing up with people talking about penitentiary so either they're lagging behind the stream or they're all just non nobody has any idea what this is oh man i gotta check this out this looks fucking awesome Thank I'm you, saying, you, every, yes, everyone is welcome. Penitentiary. Well, what is this here with fucking? Uh, that's that's just that that's like someone photoshopped Action Jackson on top of the fucking. Are you serious? Isn't that Action Jackson right there? 
Carl it's, Weathers and and um, it is and oh, wait, was Sharon Stone in Action Jackson? I don't, I don't know. Come on, chat. You you guys, man, whatever. Anyway, uh, we're not uh, Nathan Fraser and Dragon Lee come out to the ring. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they get they get jumped by the Lotharios to start this match. Okay, Dragon Dragon Lee can't get his jacket sleeve off. He's like getting pummeled by these two guys, and he's tugging at his jacket sleeve, which is stuck on his right wrist. And he's continues. He gets thrown into the stairs. They're like, "Fuck your jacket! You're going in these stairs with a jacket or without." And then, um, you know, so that happens. And then they have a match, which I didn't really pay attention to. And then uh, they lose. Uh, the Lotharios do pronouns, pal. And then. Um, afterwards umberto shoves angel it's like this is your fault and then he leaves through the crowd back up to the crow's nest where they always like to hang out and uh and then angel's like wait wait well you come back look at my burrito yeah yeah." he pulls up his pants um so as i'm watching this match i said to myself man angel garza and humberto carrillo are a really good tag team this is what I said to myself as I'm watching it. I'm like, these guys to yourself, and then and then the people on the train were up. like, "Hey, brother, keep it down." No, I wasn't on the train. <laughs> I was off last night. Oh, that's right. You were, you've been off. For, so. I got to actually watch it on a regular size TV. When and you I, could have been calling Charles the Hammer Evans, you were watching. Well, prior to that, I was watching you know several episodes of The Sopranos as I was Sopranos saying, with my wife. Also, not watching Penitentiary starring Leon Isaac. I'm going to watch Penitentiary when I'm done with this. So I, before I do that. So you're not going to call Charles the Hammer Evans. I, well, we'll see. <laughs> it's my fault, Fuck. man. I'm so sorry. All right. Well, anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you were saying um, you were thinking in your mind they were a good tag team. Yeah. So let's Please. break them up. And then <laughs> let's break them up. That's it. I was like, oh, fuck. Like this is the first time they've done literally any match since they've been down here in nxt showing up and this is what we get unless why they were on level up a bunch of times and we didn't see that but why would they be on level up they don't need the leveling up they're already leveled up are they really though i mean they've been on raw and smackdown for like years now yeah so they probably have to do all the house shows well, here's you know, the thing. All, the, I, all the house shows that certain other guys don't want to do. I um, I watched a full episode of Raw for the first time in oh god, almost three years. Oh, so that's PWC. why. That's why you did it. Yeah, I didn't fucking. I mean, the only reason I wanted to do it was just to talk to the boys. But I, I figured, you know, let me do my due diligence and watch the entire. I watched the entire episode. And I had commented on this. People probably in the chat were on on the PWC and maybe not but i said god damn it i said um i think i tweeted out it's been an hour it was exactly an hour and 30 minutes and i only saw two matches right i saw that tweet so like all right sidebar mini raw review how awful was that show see the guys now this is this people get paid to make this hear me out so so professor so so dr jeff Littman, jimmy and chris were all like oh this was a really good raw come you know and i'm like what like in my mind i'm I'm like i can't i couldn't wrap my head around what they were saying so what made me think is that this was a good raw in comparison to what they've seen on a weekly basis how bad is raw it's not it was not good they're just wrong they're just absolutely wrong it's worse than raw's been lately and um 
maybe they were maybe they just rewatched uh an episode of pandemic raw or something they were, they were five to. matches in three hours that's that's insane to me yeah and one of the just, matches it's it's matches. straight up it's straight up time wasting yeah. from from block to block it's like so it's it's just them creatively wasting people's time it's a so masterpiece many. actually in that in that regard uh how much they can spend time on doing nothing you can call hammer during the ending credits of the movie okay i'll do that okay well all right back to uh nxt um no, no. we learned that uh baron corbin in addition to being me i guess um but that's interesting because he's clearly from this vignette he's taller than himself which is he's actually amazing he's a twin like how but how are you taller than your exact self that's crazy well that to be fair they were outdoors and you know how sometimes you know the, it's it's like the ground level. is the ground is uneven yeah right so it's a realistic you know i, bro, I didn't know he had a twin he doesn't it ain't me either so they're just trying to be artistic and cinematic you know like they were supposed to be because they make movies pal so the so there's not two baron Cor it's not gonna be like a tag team like no. the corbins no oh man then this sucked yeah <laughs> all right let's keep that momentum going because Gigi dolan comes out and uh Fa but fast forward this by the way yeah so um before we get to that we see now I, I actually thought this was pretty cool um the anonymous account tweeted out a uh, booker t giving roxanne a pep talk and i like that why because it's booker t talking mm. Mm. i was looking at booker t it looked like he skipped leg day a lot hmm Take a look at take a look at the video. I saw it. He was wearing pants, so very skinny jeans. Well, you know, and Jennifer is gonna be so mad when there's like no talking to him because he left. Yeah. That's her fault, right? Hundred oh. percent. You snooze, you lose, sister. Word. Um. All right. Well, anyway, if you got nothing else to add about that, no. then we'll go to Kiana versus Gigi. Uh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm hurting old. I'm fucking tired. I look at fucking children. That's actually a perfect recreation of that sound bite. So, uh, you know, mm, this so good. Like buttery and salty and sweet. Good. All right. Kind so like Kiana James, mm, here's the deal. When Gigi Dolan is on my TV, I'm gonna fast forward the match most of the time. Mm -hmm. I watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Like maybe it's me. I was gonna ask you about this. Why does it appear to me? I know you say slow things down all the time because people mm -hmm. go too fast. Yeah. Is she taking that literally? Because her style is like fucking working in molasses it's so slow motion so i could see her like fucking counting steps and still like 
like like trying to figure out the fucking match they planned out in her brain. Am, am I off here? No. That's and, uh, you know, maybe just <laughs> kind of in comparison to what you were just talking about, about the PWC saying that the Raw was better than normal. Like, I actually thought Gigi looked a little bit faster than normal here on this match, on this particular match. But, um, uh, but yeah, like, when people say slow it down, kid, mm. they don't mean you move slower, like someone's hitting frame advance on you. They're talking about you let the things that you do register with the people so they can digest it like a fresh baked cookie. You know what I mean? Don't. It's too soon for another one, Ray. You're going to end up in the hospital next to Frank Gotch. These are really good. Like I'm not. Even I know, shitting. I know, but you're gonna want them later. So just pace yourself. Okay? I can't have them more. I have to leave. Let's them just focus here. on what I'm talking about. Okay. I know I brought the cookie up, so I'm sorry. But uh, you're supposed to like if you do something to somebody before you go into the next thing that you're trying to do. You're supposed to let them realize that something was just done to that person. So if you pile drive somebody, for instance, you should not like immediately scrape them up to do another move. You know what I mean? You have to let people go, oh, fuck, is she going to get up or whatever? Whatever the case is, you have to give people time to anticipate. That's what slowing things down means. It's slowing down the overall presentation of the story you're trying to tell don't move on to the next thing before the first thing has fully registered that's fair or in the cookie analogy don't start grabbing the second cookie and stuffing it in when your mouth is too full of the first cookie it'll just the crumbs will just fall out and it'll look like cookie monster the puppet when he's putting the cookie in his mouth and all the pieces just crumble out because he doesn't really have a mouth whoa so, whoa whoa what what are you what are you fucking saying to me vet I'm saying that Kiana James hits the 401k on the mystery bag and actually knocks Gigi Dolan out. And as the uh, as Vic Joseph explained, the ref could not disqualify her because, after all, it was Gigi who introduced the bag right. this time. So I guess that's a rule in wrestling. Like, hey, you, you know, you <laughs> whoever smelt it, dealt it, or whatever. Like, I don't know what's the analogy here. Like... It's it's your fault you brought in this foreign object so the other person gets to use it. May I ask you a question? How come she doesn't call her finisher the 401 KO? Jesus Christ. I better instant message her right now. Please. I wanted to uh I wanted to DM Thea Hale and say, why don't you tweet in all caps? But you gotta be verified to I'll do that. For you. If if you want. It's I'm not that right big now. of a deal. At Thea Hill? Is is that her, her just turn? just forget it. Um just call Charles a hammer. Okay. Um so last week, I was this on the show last week, the thing where uh the football guys interrupted Axiom and Scripts, or are they just saying this happened last week and it never happened? That's what that happened. one? Yeah. That's the one? Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. making sure. Well, anyway, that happened. Uh they allegedly they interrupted Axiom is scripts. The script's like, you don't talk to my partner like that. Axiom's like, hey man, stop doing this. I'm not your partner. You know? Yeah. Oh, you know what threw me for a loop for a curveball? Hmm. When one of the one one of the Briscoe guys was like, pero este, 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 este muchacho está loco. 
He's Dominican. He sounded that was Dominican Spanish. Okay. So what? You didn't hear that when he when he turned to his partner? Which one? One of the fucking two big black looking dudes. Well, one of yeah. the big black looking dude. He was like, Pero este lo que esto. Y que la vaina loco. I was like, what the fuck? Was I, was I, don't, listen, chat, was I the only one I heard that shit? Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew that, I knew that they were of some Latin persuasion, or at least one of them was, but like I said, it's hard to find out info on these guys because they never did anything. So I'm telling you, the dude, yes, okay. Frank Spickleboros, the dude with the braid, with the breads, with the braids, I'm assuming he's saying is Spanish, Ray. I did not know that. You're not Spanish from Spain. No. These guys will be the same as AOP. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Taking bumps for DIY. Remember that? Oh, man. This day in um, wrestling history. Well, you know, speaking of takedowns, uh, Ivy, Ivy had to take down the Diamond Mine banner, just like uh, Johnny Gargano took down Razor with a clothesline. I felt so sad. Yeah. She's all alone. She has no friends. She can't even recruit anybody else to become a Diamond Mine person. I was thinking that too. Couldn't get like the uh oh, you know what would have been neat is um, Damon Camp. No, but uh because he was, but but what would be better than that is if the substitute teachers came in and were like, I think we can do something with this diamond mine. Oh yes, fucking uh Gimmick Jones and and and, and Sam Schnabitz. Yeah. What are they? What are they? Uh, yeah, them. The, the fucking uh, um, Regal's kid and uh, yeah, yeah. They come in and there's like, well, Thea Hale wouldn't be our student anymore, but maybe we could teach you some trick or two. And then she ended up stretching idea. them or something like that. You know? No, but I, I like that. I like that. I like that. And, and what's the other guy? Basic Wrestling Jones. That guy. Yeah. Two K twenty. <laughs> 2k22 tutorial jones jones <laughs> it's funny too because he wears orange he does wear orange. damn yo bro that's a really good i'm serious i i'm serious i'm dead serious i i like that all right well you can dm them too if you're verified uh i'm verified apparently noam dar's been brown bagging it on park benches ever since he lost the heritage bro, cup this, this ray this probably incredible. looks like noam dar probably looks like everybody that rides your train right <laughs> it's that basically what no, because most people that that ride the train are, are are trying to stab you. I mean, I don't know if he wouldn't try to stab you. He's, he's so distraught. He's just at peace, man. He's just in himself. He's not bothering nobody. See, you know, people in the train usually they they they're very stabby and yelly and screamy. Mm-hmm. But um, I Noam Dar. Uh, I'm starting to like him more. For, Even for more because really, you already liked him. Because he's living the gimmick, dude. Like, you know, even on his social media, he's doing the same shit. He's putting up these pictures of him just like <laughs> passed out with a fucking five o'clock shadow. He, you know who he reminds me of a little bit about? Of, of I'm sorry, of um, Rockstar Spud. Remember when Spud was, was doing the whole depressed thing and shit? Was it the depressed? Was he doing the depressed thing? Camera. No, that was him shoot crying because he got fired. Oh yeah. <laughs> so in that was respect, he, he's was, way. Was be- he? Wait, well, I, you know, I'm just saying what they said. 
I don't know what happened. Is this her like her Thea Hill's shoot uh does she have a tweet that says she'll tap anybody out or something like that? Uh, it says, good morning. Reminder, Chase U is the best university. That's a, that's probably the pin tweet. Thea Hale retweeted. That's a pin tweet. I don't know, dude. I don't care. I'll tap you out. I don't care who you are. I'll tap you out. Yeah, that's her. Okay. Wow. She only has 39,000 followers. Well, you know. So I she'll see, see my tweet. It's probably small. Well, you can DM her. You're verified. So. Uh, anyway, Metaphor tries to make it up to Eddie Thorpe because he didn't get his match, so they wanted to give him an autographed picture of Noam Dar, and he tore it up in their face. So that wasn't necessarily the most polite move. Um, but uh, so now we find out that Eddie Thorpe is kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh. And yeah. Why do you think he's kind of a dick? Because he ripped up the picture? He That was kind of a heel thing, right? Yeah, like, you know, a baby face could pretend to accept the picture graciously and then, like, throw it away after they've left. But right. ripping it up in their face is very rude. That was kind of a heel thing. You know, the guy's, right. he, the guy's clearly fucking suffering. Right. And there's been no interaction between them that I remember. I mean, maybe there was. The chat can correct me if there was. They always would. So, um, yeah, if they had been douchebags to him before and then he ripped it up in their face, then that's retribution. But if he's just doing it, it's kind of like, oh, you could have got the same thing over by having him be like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then rip it up or crumple it up or whatever yeah. the case may be. Something like that. Well, anyway, um, it's uh, the next match is Axiom and Scripts versus uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price from Grand Theft Auto. Um, if you notice now for those eagle eared listeners on the uh, show, you'll notice that Vic Joseph said that Axiom and Scripps took down, and I quote, Baba Tunde. What is that? You don't know what that is? Well, what's Bob? I believe Bubba? that's, I believe that is, um, Dabakato's shoot name. It is his shoot name. Interesting. So why did Vic Joseph say that? Was that a slip? Like, did he not mean to say that? Or did they just not give a fuck about this guy that much? It might be a slip. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, uh, Scripps turns on um, Axiom. Shocking everyone. It's not shocking. It's like. No, everyone was shocked. Didn't you see them? No. Um, are you cool with this tweet? I'll just make it sure. Athea Hale. Hey, Thea. No, I'm not cool with that. Love you, by the way. The vet opinion has suggested every single one of your tweets should be tweeted Delete that out shit. No? First of all, that's some Mark shit. Second of all, you don't give creative in public. No. So what do I do? You move on with the show and get mm-hmm. over Bud Light for fuck's sake. I'm not on. They blocked me. Look, let me just look. See, but I'm blocked. They yeah. blocked me. I went. Um, so anyway, you were saying about scripts. Oh, so scripts stinks. Number one. Um, I, I kind of see now. Here's the thing. Do you blame scripts for turning? I mean, his feelings were fucking hurt. 
No one asked him to do the things he did. Also, he was a douchebag heel in the first place. He was, but at the same time, he was trying. Like, like it's it's one of those situations where let's say somebody's always had issues with drugs. I know this we're going extreme here, right? And you're like, well, you know, you're always gonna be a drug addict. And they keep throwing the hey, remember when you stole that fucking five dollars from my wallet and bought crack rock? That was like Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. They keep bringing back the past. So I don't know, man. Like after a while, fucking eats at you. You know, you're always going to be an asshole, that type of situation. Anyway, I could see why scripts turn on this dude. It's like, yo, I just wanted to be your friend. You know, these, these, these guys are assholes. Now, these are two big assholes. Two very, you know, we don't know about these assholes. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently one of them is Dominican. Mm-hmm. They may have been your neighbors up until very recently. They look like my neighbors. Oh, really? Yeah, because one of the one of the did you ever the, tell your neighbors to move down to Florida and get signed? I don't know where the fuck these people moved. Maybe that's him. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, man. So it, it is what it is. These two guys. Uh, I wanted to let's talk about the two. What, what did you think about the two? Uh, the two big boys, the Bronco Nima and the Lucian Prince. What did you think about these boys? Uh, not enough of a sample size, but I didn't see them do anything reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, having yep. seen many guys that are giant football players and having been in the ring with guys that were giant football players that may or may not know their own strength, uh, I can tell you that sometimes they really don't. Um, but these guys look reasonably safe uh, from what I saw, but I would have to see more. Did somebody tell them to work big? And I mean, when I say working big is like, for some reason, when you're a big dude, they tell you to hold your arms out and put your hands in yeah. the claw position and Maybe kind of walk around did. like that. I'm sure they're getting a lot of that kind of coaching and advice there. Because I saw that. I know it's a nitpicking thing, but um, you're just big. You're big. I, I mean... Yeah, you're already big. You don't have to... Don't especially have to with it. these two fucking guys... <laughs> You don't have to be that much bigger than them. These are two big boys, though, man. And if they move fast, well, they're football they, players. Well, they're football players. They're D one athletes. So, um, I see a lot of uh, potential. I saw a lot of potential in these two guys. I don't think they need a manager, but I think somebody that's been in the business for quite some time, um, could help them. I guess it, what if, if as a shoot manager, cause look, we were sure. introduced to these guys for several weeks with just them sitting around talking. So if they need somebody to talk for them, then I'm embarrassed. Oh. Uh, they should be able to talk on their own. And Somebody's as a manager, you don't, we don't really do that anymore. We have yeah, Robert stone and that's pretty much it. We don't have he's like manager. really on the cusp of not being needed at all. We mean on so. the cusp that. Well, I'm I'm saying like you and I, if we were in charge of NXT, we could find something for Robert Stone that people would find entertaining and worth his paycheck. They haven't done it. So I'm thinking they are getting ready to get rid of him. That's why it's on the cusp because he's literally still there. Yeah, I guess, man. Do you think these guys uh show was it what is it with Chris Willen? Did these guys uh have the same potential as Oba Femi? Where is Oba? Did he get hurt? <laughs> Not that I heard. Maybe he's on level up. 
I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't checked in with Level Up in a while, so I don't know what's going on with some of these guys. I haven't, I haven't been getting that Dante Chin itch lately, so I haven't checked on Level Up. But I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, sure, they have potential. Everybody's got fucking potential. The problem is when announcers start saying these guys have so much potential, that means they suck and they're the shits and they're gonna get released. So don't potential's a dirty word. It's like coded speak. It's like mm. when corporations say urban and you know what they mean by that. Hey, hey, hey. Potential. 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 Potential means fucking rotten and big is what that means. It's never not meant that. Have you ever seen like a like one of those tiny wrestlers like a luchador or something like that where they said he has so much potential or is it always these fucking hulking jacked giant guys they're like so much potential it's like fucking right that's what it means just a little insider stuff for all you fans you may not have ever thought of this or heard of this but this is what people mean when they say things on television or when they call people their shoot name (laughs) they're basically saying we don't give a fuck about you call them by a shoot name on tv yeah and because you brought up chris winland i do want to answer something because he was asking about something uh that sort of ties in um to our show um so smackdown Mm -hmm. elton prince separated shoulder Um, oh no you didn't hear about this no okay so it's been reported that he had a separated shoulder in that match on smackdown fuck undetermined amount of time that he's going to miss not required not or they did not uh say whether he's going to need surgery or not um so we're things are kind of up in the air on that um so yeah that is news and i guess what he uh, he was just asking our general thoughts on it or maybe if this is uh i didn't even know he was fucking hurt and old fucking tired tired working with fucking children he might be working with children uh are they selling it on their social media let's see real quick oh god they should dude you could get what in the fuck is this that's why these guys are the best um (laughs) this is fucking hilarious (laughs) just the look on his face like huh there's more than why is there a camera here all of a sudden when i'm taking a shit that is hilarious Uh, this is his real thing too oh man i didn't know they were hurt bro he was hurt well one one guy is well if one's hurt i'm sure both of them are feeling it you know how close dude this is the perfect okay i'm gonna say this out loud and whoever needs to get this to whoever needs to hear it needs to get it to who needs to hear it but this is the perfect opportunity for them to do that thing that randy orton did back in 0203 or whatever when he had that shoulder injury and he would like remember when he would they would they would like do a breaking news update on smackdown or whatever and they'd cut in and he'd say oh, his yes. shoulder is up to like 86 percent. yes and like he's like shaking hands with the fans and this little kid shakes his hand he's like oh. like that that kind of stuff that orton was doing 20 years ago they've got to i'm not saying that pretty deadly has to do exactly that but elton prince has to they need to work him his gimmick into his arm being hurt and him recovering and stuff and doing weird fruity stuff to recover his arm and just whatever whatever they come up with i'm sure we'll be fine 
but we can't have them off of TV. They need to be on TV doing vignettes like that, uh, where he's like rehabbing the arm in funny ways. I have one thing to say. Yes, boy. I agree with you, Matt. Damn right. Um, now as for Ridge Holland, uh, I believe I was looking at the match, trying to figure out where it happened. I'm pretty quite sure that it happened when Ridge Holland came. It was Ridge Holland again. Hold on. Ridge Holland does a spot where he like, I forget what the move is. I think he's just giving them like basically like a tackle or something. And they go flipping in the air. Elton Prince lands on his own shoulder. Doesn't There's matter. nothing Ridge Holland did that caused this. It's completely how he landed. Um, w- guys, when you're taking bumps, you have to land as a flat back or as flat as you can every time. If you land on your shoulder, dude, if I sleep on my side for too long, my shoulder gets fucked up. Like, imagine getting tossed from six feet in the air and landing on it. Just take the flat back it's you gotta take the flat back and if you've been watching pretty deadly on smackdown you've seen them really trying to get over and one of the ways that they're trying to get over is they really sell for everybody and they really put everybody over on their bumps however i will say that some of their bumps have been awkward and let's say non unorthodox Mm non-traditional like they'll be landing on their side or landing in awkward ways or trying to flip around or get an extra roll in or things like that just to overemphasize their opponent but you still have to be safe and everything when you land so i'm not putting this one on ridge as much as everybody would love to um but it's this one's on elton and it's just one of those things that nine out of ten times he would have been fine but this 10th time he just you know so i have a new story coming off of this this whole situation because i was going to ask you a, a follow-up question regarding this mm-hmm. and whether i understand rich holland wasn't it wasn't his fault mm-hmm. but due to the due to the fact that he is always associated with people being hurt um does he is there some type of heat that he would get being associated now with that being said there's a, a new story here i didn't realize this was a thing that apparently rich holland had gotten so much hate he shut down his fucking twitter account right um i addressed this on the monday lager room i didn't because i feel like there's a uh revisionist Sorry. history right um i'm gonna see if rich holland rich holland has really only been responsible for injuring one person. However, that was quite a big person, if you know what I mean. Uh, It's like when you only have one mistake, but you paralyze the guy. (laughs) Like that is, I mean, Biggie's better now. He's on the Hot Wheels show. Uh, You know, so you can see Biggie on whatever that Hot Wheels Pimp My Ride show is that they have. So he's up and around. He's not paralyzed, but... That was a big deal, and I'm sure Ridge felt really bad about that, even though it was kind of his fault. It was also Big E's fault a little bit, because he shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. He shouldn't be calling that kind of spots. Oh, my God. There was that. There was that time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Over rotation. So, ah. I can't watch that again. Oh, Lord. Jesus Christ. 
I forgot about that one. The only the only thing is, I don't I don't remember what happened to Johnny after that. But then again, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, the other thing, the other things that he's been associated with though was when uh, Ricochet. Yeah, like that. That actually is pretty safe. You don't get much safer than that. Right. I think they were they were talking about this. But it's the other one. It's it's that was the one. It, that's the one. I think it is. I mean, it was hard to tell, but it was after this he started selling his arm. And in that in that spot, you're not supposed to bump sideways. You see how he's doing that? He's trying to do like the Ric Flair fall, but Ric Flair uh, falls that way because of his back. Yeah, to the for plane a reason. crash. So, um, a lot of Rich Holland hate. So, so Ridge Ridge uh, also got his nose broken by Ricochet. Um. On a shooting star press, mm -hmm. and he had to wear that Tristratus gimmick for a while. I remember that. But people like like Ben Hamin kept constantly remembering that as Ridge Holland hurt Ricochet, but it was actually Ricochet broke his nose. And then there was also the time which I think this was also during pandemic wrestling when Oni Lorkin did that springboard crossbody to the outside, and Ridge caught him, and his ankle broke. So Ridge was gone for a long time after that. So some of the injuries have happened to Ridge as well. He just seems to be an unlucky individual. Um, so does he still get heat though for that? Um, even though it's not his fault, this is this was not really his fault. Could, could, well, it's it, I I can't speak for literally every wrestler in the WWE, but apparently the fans want to blame him. So, but yeah, I mean, these are things he's got to be careful for. I mean, even in that match with even in the match with Pretty Deadly, he still did that belly to belly. That uh, the same one that that you know put Biggie on the shelf, like he's still doing that, and he's still not doing it right, you know. And and we broke down that same move, didn't we, with uh, with Damon Kemp and um, mm -hmm. and Eddie Kemp. Thorpe. Sorry, yeah, you got to get low around that waist with your grip to to get those guys enough time to get over. And he's not doing that. He's not as tall as you would think he is, so he needs to get low. You know, if he's going to throw dudes like that get low, and get low, yeah, I don't know, but you do know. And that's why you're the vet. It's just yeah. Batman. So I'm just saying, you know, well, and to that point, you know, Seth Rollins had a string of hurting guys too. And people were saying he was unsafe and all this other shit. And it's just sometimes coincidences pile up, but it never hurts to uh, be more prepared and more, more trained and more skilled. So. I think after this, uh, Ridge should definitely be more careful, even though this one was, I think, on Elton. Uh, well, here's one week. that's on NXT Creative. Oh, no. uh, the Don's Homecoming. Mm, no. Holy fucking shit. Um, every guy in Don Tony D's family apparently just has a black sport coat and white t-shirt and jeans, and that's how they all... Is this a uniform that, that, that the family has? has? Like that these Is this how everybody in The Sopranos... In those episodes you watched, were they all wearing the black sport coat with the white tee and the jeans? I don't know. That's, that's basically just the Sopranos, right? They were either wearing a full nice suit or a track suit. So, like, Big Pussy would wear a track suit most of the time. But mm -hmm. Paulie and fucking, uh, and uh, what's the other guy with the fucking hair that used to play for the E Street Band, his his character, um, they, they would be in suits. Uh, mm -hmm. what, uh, what's the nephew? Again, um, the nephew. Uh, the nephew was I forgot. 
chat. Anyway, the young nephew, I've, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name now, Ben Perioli, that kid, uh, he uh, was wearing a tracksuit most of the time. Tony Michael. Stacks. <laughs> Stacks yeah, young answer. nephew Stacks. Anyway. So, yeah, this was this was really fucking stupid. Um, All right, well, at least Tony's finally dressed correctly because he's right. been the one wearing a tracksuit like a bum, and then he then finally he comes the, out with the pinstripes. He still has the fucking I, ponytail sticking. It bothers me. I know, I know. It does to me, too, but I'm just talking about the clothes now. You know? He's dressed like Al Barone. He should always Bro. come out that way. I know. You know they have and when the, he wrestles. When he wrestles, he should take the coat off and and keep the keep like the the wife beater with the suspenders on. No, but no, that's what yeah. Stax is there for. Stax takes the coat off of him, you know, takes the the tie from his neck, you know, removes his hat for him. I'm yeah, just all saying. that, but but anyway, yeah. So then, uh, as he comes out there, then he he makes us watch the uh, Scooby Doo explanation movie. Of how all this came together, you know, and how they did it. Um, and then Gallus interrupts boringly. Um, and then we see that every family member brought a shiny crowbar to the... Uh, that was kind of funny. Uh, like all a crowbar, though. But like every know. single one, the identical crowbar. They couldn't have had like one person had a tire iron and one person had like a, a slapjack or like they, they all had to be the exact black crowbar. My question is, if you all had crowbars, why did you exit the ring? That that was my next thing. They all powder after they pull the crowbars on him. They should have just beaten Gallus up with crowbars. Now, right. if you gave Gallus a shoot beating with crowbars, then this is my favorite episode of NXT ever. Right. It could have been the, the rubber like ones that they were using in the movies. You know? No, probably not. I think a shoot crowbar would be good. Okay. Shoot beating, shoot crowbar. Oh, beat shoot. these guys up. Shoot. They can all be. They can all be in the in the uh, in the hospital next to uh, Elton Prince <laughs> or Frank Gotch with the uremia. Um, That's funny. You know, after they pound on his kidneys for a while, just uh, that was funny. But yeah. Anyway, well, whatever. Mark Mark Coffee goes through a table and some other shit. I don't know. I Fuck was so checked guy. out of this. This is so ridiculous. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, Trick and Mello uh, walk into schism. And then Dragonov walks into them, and then they all start fighting. Okay, uh, this is the way the they set up every. I'm sorry, this is the way they set up every six man tag team match. So, yeah, Thea Hill. Yeah, Thea Hill. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we get uh, Electra with Lola Vice. I will say, oh, we uh, we're at the match now, right? Yeah, I, my only note on the match is Kimura. That's all I wrote down. That's all that really had time to write down. Whoever wrote the theme song for Electra Lopez, I think couldn't have done a better job. Because you ever notice as she walks the ring, her boobs bounce to the uh, to the actual beat of the song. The perfect song for her. I, that's that's what I got out of this. Also, Thea Hale uh, is just so fucking awesome. This kid and the fact that that now she's that one move of doom. That heart punch, you know, she's one heart punch away from winning the world's heavyweight championship type thing. I love that. I like that. Okay. I, I dug um, it. And that she won so convincingly. Right. Um, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to this in a second. Dan okay. Heffron, the oh, dancing shit. one. The dancing uh, one. He says, did you guys not pick up on Julius and Brutus and schism masks? No, I did not. Were they? 
I ain't gonna go back and watch that shit again, so. No. Unless. Hey, look, this is Dan Heffron. He doesn't often just pipe up yeah, with a bunch true. of bullshit. He's probably only gonna say this if he's sure. Dan. If and his record me, would reflect that. I think you follow me on Twitter, right? If you do, can you get me a screenshot of that? Nah, it's probably too much to ask. He you said can... two weeks in a row. So really? he's following the story. Well, then security needs to do their damn job and get them the F out of there. They lost. It's over. Oh, Labrat is, is co-signed. Even Labrat knows. They were testing Creed Brothers in schism masks on Labrat. <laughs> Jesus, hold on. <laughs> Once again, just being that vet, man. Just just doing what vets do. All right. Well, now going forward, if they do it again, I will pay attention. But I ain't going back to watch that shit. No, thank you guys. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize this. Uh. All right. So anyway, back to Thea. Uh, she wants another chance at the title. Um. And then Tiffy comes out, and Tiffy's like, "Oh my God, this would be like the easiest match ever. I accept." And then Thea's like, except I want a submission match. <laughs> and she says it like that. Uh, and then Tiffy declines. She doesn't want that. She doesn't want a submission match. No, I'm not doing and that. then uh, Thea changes her mind through Kimura. This works. Hey. This is really legit. Like, I could see this in real life. <laughs> you know, Can you like legally? I, I mean, I know it's a silly question. We're talking about NXT here. We just saw the whole... <laughs> Tony D Scooby Doo bullshit vignette and everything, but like, is it legally binding if you have to accept a match under duress when wrestlers can't even make matches? I say yes. You don't even make the matches. I make the matches. Nine days, Nine from, days tonight. from tonight. You got time to get ready. You got time to get ready, Tiffany. The greatest uh, is that the greatest uh, you said. It's uh, this. Nine days from tonight. I just want everybody to know as a 100% unironic shoot. I know I'm using that word a lot, but I'm just in a shooting mood. Um, Tony Khan will always be over with me because of that. Also because he pays friends of mine and gives them a livelihood, but mostly because of that promo. It doesn't matter what he does from now on. Like he's always over with me for that. You won't get me to say bad things about Tony Khan unless ever. Unless you are just asking me to critique his overall show um, and what happens on it. But the man himself, no. Anybody that does that promo, shit. Tops in my book. Never, um, what, what was that promo about, by the way? Nine Days from Tonight promo. Um, it was on the debut episode of AW Dark, I think. And what it was was uh, Kenny Omega cheated to win a he screwed matt seidel out of some match and this was when kenny was the champion and then he said that's bullshit or he said that's bull crap i never want to be in this position he came out and basically said uh and nine days from tonight matt seidel gets a rematch with kenny and if he wins he gets a shot at the title and you can't even promise people matches. I make the matches. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kenny. This is what you should be saying to Thea. You've got time to get ready, man. Nine days from tonight. You have to wrestle in nine days from tonight. On Dynamite. Live on, Live on Dynamite. Yeah. 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 If you win, if you beat him, you get a shot at the title. And I need just... That's oh my crazy. god is that one of those what culture idiots don't get him off the screen i don't think it's a wall culture wall culture guy is that baron corbin get him off this is gino's drive-through he's i don't right. know what that is is that is that part of tony d'angelo's family uh 
look, if you ever want the nine days for tonight, I just send you the episode of dark, which is on yeah. YouTube that it came oh, from. And then you can have the whole thing, but it was, uh, it's great. And the best and the best thing, you know, as my brother always points out, the best thing is at the end when he's going back through the tunnel, like if you, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But Tony's like, play Mass Al's music. <laughs> Time out. Something just, something just, um, just stuck out to me right now. You have a brother? No. Hmm. You didn't hear that. I'm I'm learning um, more of the vet. No, that's classified information. Okay. You don't have the clearance. I'm just. When do I? You don't even get, give the clearance. I give the clearance. Do I get a card, like a little black card with a fingerprint scanner on it or something? You're gonna get a folder with a bunch of papers that are all redacted. Everything's redacted on it. Just all black black bars. Mm -hmm. I can't even read it. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so uh, Dami and mommy get ready. And Aww, then, uh, Dami and mommy is that real? I just made. I just wrote that down. Did you like just that. fucking make that up? I wrote it down last night like that. No one's ever thought of that. I would assume. Once again, just would, being that vet man, just just doing what vets do. You fucking amaze me sometimes, bro. Oh, well. You can play that clip again if you want the nine days from tonight. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. So, so Tony, Tony D stops by, and he has what? What did he say to Dom? Like somebody said hi from the yard or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Gina's drive through says hi. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, something like that. And then Lyra stops by, and then and you know. Uh, I find her so attractive. Right. And then you got her and oh. uh, Benny from the yard says hi. Okay. Yeah. Benny. Okay. Um, yeah. So then uh, 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 Rhea and uh, Lyra have a little. She's like, hey, I said you were a badass. You're not making me a liar, are you? You know, like you are, right? You know, so there's a little tension there, a little, a little sexy bit. tension. Sexual tension. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Next week, uh, Gable Stevenson's going to decide his future. Gee, I wonder what it is. Yeah. Um, well, the other things are hard work for very little money. And the WWE is goofing off, apparently, at the PC for very much money. So I, this should be an easy decision. I think he should. Just... Unless he gets in there with Ridge Holland. <laughs> then oh, it's, then he, he's going to have to do all the suplexing because... Is Rich yeah. gonna have to turn off his Twitter again? It's back up. Don't worry. By the way. He won't. He won't see this. He won't see this. You never know. All right. Good. All right. Um. All right. Oro Mensa versus Eddie Thorpe, uh, featuring a comatose Noam Dar in this, where they <laughs> roll him into the ring to try to distract wow. the referee. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And then Dijak. Uh, Dijak comes in and, uh, you know. Hits him with a big he, boot on the floor. Yeah, hits him with a big boot, and they work a 10 count, and he actually gets back in the ring. This is very New Japan-esque of, of working that count. And then uh, he, uh, you know, gets the, uh, the kick from, yeah, he gets the Oro kick or whatever he fucking calls yeah. it, and that's that's lights out for uh, Eddie Thorpe. But uh, Noam Dar's got like money and an action figure falling out of his pockets, an action figure of himself. 
I love this shit. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no Dar is so funny. Like we we already talked about this. He's very good. That was funny. When he pushed him in the ring, he's just laying face down. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. With one sock, the other <laughs> foot, nothing on it. Like not even a shoe. He's he's good, man. He's he, is he a Rip Rogers guy, the guy? No. You think Rip Rogers would appreciate what he's doing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. You um yeah uh i don't know who to appreciate this blair and roxy get mic'd up here um and then we get floor exercises with kalani and dana okay can i just stop real quick okay dana says let's do something that no one else can do tiffany stratton can do it mm-hmm. the fucking uh what's what was the girl that got hurt from the beach uh soul ruka so ruka can do it a lot of wrestlers can do what they do so i don't i don't know what that means yeah they're not the first gymnast to ever get a wwe contract tiffany stratton's doing it on a on a, an olympic level am i correct i don't know if it's olympic but it's pretty good pretty good so um dana brooke uh stinks i she stinks and i and i and i i hope this gorgeous, beautiful young lady, uh, Kalani Jordan, turns on her as quick as possible, mm-hmm. so we can get this girl off. But our then team. we're still going to have to have a match with them. That's the case. And then once we get through that, maybe, maybe it's all smooth sailing for Kalani Jordan after that. But she's going to have some rough waters ahead. For now, uh, speaking of rough waters, Blair and Roxy sit down. Actually, this wasn't that bad. It's just you know. You know. I, I can't I can't with the fucking with this girl cutting promos like she has a stuffed nose I don't know what it is I don't know I, I just I, I can't stand her vet your, your, your girl uh, Perez oh, leave her alone. Come on. I don't like her talking at all come on man you don't know me I'm so tough I'm gonna beat you up <laughs> I gotta get over my depression my anxiety let me take my pills shut up yeah, she's definitely not getting the coaching she needs in this aspect. So, unfortunate. Well, what about Blair? You like Blair still? She's fucking awesome. She's like, oh, okay. he's fucking little girl. Okay. Fucking the pussy. I'm not saying that she said that. Yeah, she, Blair said that. Yeah. She said, Who cares about your little depression? Your stupid anxiety pills. Uh, fucking the pussy. Yeah. And she gets up. <laughs> Just gonna find where she lives. Stop it. She stinks. All right, well, um here's the deal. It's the main event. Mm. Dominic Mysterio versus Wesley for the North American time. Big match feel. Yeah, with less than 10 minutes left in the show. So w- w- should I go first or should you go first? Oh, please. I would love you to go first, my friend. Oh, you want me to go first? Huh? That... Well, you know, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, Because it's, it's I- I'll let you talk about everything that, I, I don't think you're going to talk about exactly the same things I'm going to talk about. Mm, so this should work out just fine. Okay. Um, But... I'm putting the booking aside and I'm going to concentrate on the kid. Okay. On Dominic. 
Yes. That's what I was going to talk about, how tired he was, but go ahead. I'm tired. How gassed he was. Well, forget that. Before oh. anything even happens, hmm. this match kind of, um, I think this, if maybe people didn't see what I've seen a long time ago, but I think anybody that watched this could probably now agree that the kid is exposed. Like, at being really amazing. Bad. Oh. No. Um, the timing is rotten. Um, the footwork is bad. Uh, he can't work a simple headlock. They tried to do like a headlock to start. He doesn't know what to do in it. He mm -hmm. just stands there. Um, and at, when he broke out the headlock, was that supposed to be a punch where he just like ran into Wesley with his shoulder first? And then Wesley looked at him like, uh, I don't even know what this is. I've been wrestling for this many years and I've never seen that in my life. He had that look on his face that like, I'm in this Wesley must have been thinking, and you know, I've never been like Wesley's biggest supporter or fan or whatever, but he's a good but wrestler as I was, I'm, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm just saying like when when i was looking at him in this match i'm thinking he must be feeling that what did i do to deserve this like you you put this motherfucker in here with me you're trying to embarrass me on television like that that you know the artist will get that the, the you're trying to embarrass me on tv like that reference um this was absolutely dog shit. he did an awful three amigos like he looked worse than Gigi Dolan doing so those tired. trying to roll over for those for those three amigos. He's not tired, he hasn't done anything. He does the worst six one nine. Even though this yeah. was his best worst six six one nine. His best worst six one nine. No, I, I don't know. So the, the the look, and I take no pleasure in saying this. I would rather I see this and I'm like, okay. I could I, I it makes me wish that I was in a position to be a coach or a producer or somebody that can like work with him on things which you know maybe some people think that sounds arrogant like what you think you do a better job than them i don't think they're doing anything at all look at this fucking match how long has this guy been wrestling in wwe and he's this bad at the at everything he can't work a headlock you shouldn't even be having a match in front of people until you can work a headlock in practice and i have to sit here and listen not a game i have to sit here and listen to people talk about how much heat this kid is getting and how how great he's doing and all this other stuff and then i look at wes lee's face and i'm just like i've seen this face many a time where you have to go out there and you're just like oh my god they just backed a dump truck full of chicken shit up to me and told me to open this restaurant and we got people waiting outside <laughs> like this this was abs yes and they grew a lemon tree just for him in my backyard mm -hmm. that's what i saw in this now you can comment on that and anything else you want to comment on because that's all i really had to say so so i told you you'd be surprised because that's exactly what i focused on i wanted to focus on on dominic mysterio mm -hmm. and you're right i'm going to tell you exactly so when Wesley has him in a headlock, okay, he has him in a headlock, you know, Dominic, number one, is much taller than him, and Wesley, for some reason, has to stand on his tippy toes instead of instead of Dominic bending over and kind of selling the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's number one. Uh, so Wesley's doing a lot of work to make this headlock work. And then 
he has to it seems like he got frustrated with trying to work the headlock that they did some some spot and then he went to it again all right he's talking to him come on work this shit you know let's make this shit look fucking real i'm trying to ground you don't know how okay so now um i'm gonna say this before i say anything else even though dominic mysterio was rotten i still believe this is the right call and putting the belt on him why was it the you're saying it was the right call it was the right call you're saying that okay this is my opinion okay it's everywhere all over the internet every people that don't even know nxt is a thing that watch raw and smackdown are like oh shit dominic mysterio won a title now he wasn't good enough he's not good enough let me let me me rewind wesley small as he is is an elite i think he's an elite wrestler i think he's i think he's fucking excellent at what he does in that ring um i know i know what you feel i'm just telling you what i feel and um he was working down dominic was very slow Dominic doesn't seem like he could fucking go half the way with this kid. Like he he was just beat, exhausted, drained five minutes into the match. Wesley is 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 used to working high level matches with guys like uh what's his name? The fucking champion, Carmelo Hayes and other guys in, in, in NXT that have that gas tank to go. And whether you like Carmelo Hayes or not, the guy can also wrestle. Dominic Mysterio for somebody now this is this is this is, hear me out for somebody who I know for a fact has been wrestling since he's an infant it's a shame that he's not better than what he is I don't know if it's his body type I think he's he comes across looking awkward you're right but and I know you're right because you know more than me his footwork is was off the entire match he was always in the wrong place there were time. Yep, there were times that that it were they were awkward pauses. I want you to rewatch the match, guys, if you have a chance. There were very brief awkward pauses between spots, where you can see Dominic thinking, and you can see Wesley almost frustrated at the fact that Dominic isn't getting it. I can almost see Wesley like you don't you're not getting this shit. Like come on, which. We- that again ties into what I'm saying. You can't call somebody like that elite because no. they would never be that obvious. Obviously, the people that have to work with Dominic, like the mm-hmm. Cody Rhodeses of the world or the Seth Rollinses or whoever these other people that are quite used to having to deal with people who are the shits, it never looks this bad. Even though it to me it looks bad, but to other people it's not looking as bad because those guys are like head and shoulders above anything Wesley will ever be as far as like in the ring, uh, you know, like a professional in the ring. Wesley is a spot guy mm-hmm. and he can run spots with other people who are athletic as him. He's able to do that as a professional wrestler. He's basically useless. I think like there's people bigger than him, better looking than him, more charismatic than him that can do everything he can do and then also um everything he can't do so i don't see the need for uh, a a tiny piece of broccoli on the roster uh when you've got so many other people that can do everything he can do and 
it, it just proves it like he's visibly like you can see he's just like fucking jesus christ with this kid which yeah. is unprofessional and that's just a different thing altogether too with that being said, I'll reiterate the fact that I think it was the right move of taking the belt off of Wesley and putting it on, on Mysterio. This is, think about it, this is the title that you can give Dominic Mysterio. It is a mid-card mid developmental championship belt. You put that belt on him, Rhea Ripley has a championship. You have this dude, you have a fucking priest with the money in the bank. Now what's going to happen is Finn Balor, hear me out. Finn Balor is going to win that WWE World Championship, that that the the consolation championship of the world. He's going to win that. He's going to win it. And he's going to always look over his shoulder at Damian Priest. This is where the tension is going to happen. And don't be surprised if then you see Finn Balor be pulled off of this faction somehow because of all the tension and everything like that. And then they bring in uh Dragon off like they were planning to do to fill in that Finn Balor spot. This is what I think may happen. What? What do you mean they were planning to do? You uh, said in all your infinite wisdom that he was going to join Imperium. And now you're saying he's going to join the Judgment Day. Yeah. No, you know what? Dragon was going to join the Bloodline, actually. He's going oh, to not him. Not, I'm sorry. Spot. Not him. Not, 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 not Dragonoff. Uh, fucking. Um, oh, not Dragonoff. God damn it. Uh, what's his name? The big head. Uh, the big head yeah. little body. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Him. JD Come McDonough. On. JD McDonough. That's why things are going to fill in that spot in the Judgment Day. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, none, yes, none, 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 none of that's going to happen. Um, uh, okay, but, you don't but, think so? Remember no, this, guys. No, absolutely not. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, but remember. even if it even if it does happen, it doesn't matter. What we're talking about here, who cares about the NXT North American title? It doesn't matter if Wesley has it another time. Dominic wins it. Nobody gives a shit about this belt. It doesn't Apparently, mean shit. people do give a shit. That no, they don't. They don't give a shit. I think they they're do. just caught up. They're caught up in the fake wave of Dominic being a real heel with real heat. So the same way they're caught up in singing a song for Seth Rollins mm -hmm. or any of the other corny, ironic shit that they do because the show is so bad they have to entertain themselves. So That's all it is. It has nothing to do with them thinking that this is like an amazing mover that they all care about the North American championship or anything like that. So you're not interested to see how this plays out on raw or SmackDown or, or the great American bash where Ali is now going to fight. Uh, Dominic for this title is, is Wesley well, going to find himself in that match for three way possibly. Ultimately interest is a strong word, but I mean, what I'm saying to you is that I do agree with you that it was the right move only in the sense that I don't give a shit about Wesley either. I don't give a shit about his record breaking run. I don't give a shit about anything he does. And I would be a hypocrite if I was to turn around and say that just because this kid is way worse than him in the ring mm -hmm. means that the booking decision actually has any bearing on that. I just, it doesn't matter who wins this stupid meaningless championship so right. putting on dominic sure he's got way more visibility than uh wesley i'm sure that the reason that people like the judgment day seth rollins uh people are going down to nxt is because they want people to try to watch this show that nobody's fucking watching because it fucking sucks so yeah it told everything they're doing makes sense in a way it's not going to be good 
it's not uh, interesting to me personally right but uh it makes sense in a way um so that's why i'm just more so concentrating on the fact that this kid was exposed and both of them were actually exposed if you really look at it um and that's the insight that i can provide that i'm quite sure that all the podcasts i listen to will not say any of the things that i just said i will be the only person that is saying it as vehemently as you and i were uh about his actual work and all this other stuff like i'm sure you're going to turn on um you know keeping it 100 and they'll talk about how good dom's doing and i'm sure you'll turn on you're you'll turn on whoever else review like if jim Cornette wants to watch an nxt match this week he might talk about it and if he doesn't say the things that i said then he's just not paying attention um but I, I, yeah. would love, I would love to hear my buddy billy ray valentine on the wednesday locker room coming up they're probably recording it tonight if i'm correct right the wednesday locker room uh or they recorded the Should last have night. it last night. And why do they do that? Do they not know. have? Why don't they go live? I don't know why they don't go live. I don't know. That's a good question. I would like to call them out on that. But um, with that being said, like it's I, oh, I know why. I know why. Why? So you can't run in and uh, put I Stranger Steve in. up against the wall. I can still run in. Oh. Yeah. Well then, if I why to. don't you put Strangler Steve up against the wall? Because I'm not attracted to him that way. Not like that, but like no. metaphorically. We'll see. They record every Tuesday. We'll see. And what? What, what did the professor Chabelo Veracruz say about that clip from last week? He didn't say anything. And what did Charles the Hammer Evans say when you called him? All right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna hit the go home music. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. No, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to hear what Billy Ray Valentine has to say about this Dominic Mysterio because he's always really fucking how great Dominic Mysterio is, and I think the vet made the statement of the year. I think Dominic Mysterio was absolutely, positively, unequivocally exposed on NXT by Wesley. Whether you like it or not, brother and sister. So with that being said, veteran, uh, please uh, put over your social media, anything you do. Um, and also, let's discuss really quickly uh, how you don't play AEW Fight Forever because it's, it's fucking sh the shits. Well, if you remember, I gave you my review the previous terrible. week, terrible. and I said, uh, what, my review was terrible? No, no, your review was excellent. The game is oh, fucking okay. shits. I play with Aiden. Well, I said, it's, I said it's fun when you're playing with a person, and it's not fun if you're playing by yourself. You just have to find the fun. There's a lot of crazy shit that you can actually do in the matches, but you gotta figure it all out. So I suggest going to training mode and seeing what all your guys can do, but... Uh, it, there's some there's some wild some wild moves that you can do in that game. No. And I'm like, huh? I'm still finding out new stuff you can do in it. But um, but yeah, don't don't play it by yourself. Only play it with friends. Uh, is, is my is my review on that again? In case you missed it. Um, but every social media platform opinion ever. Mm -hmm. That's me. 
There that's it is. Him. That's, that's where you follow me if you were to follow me. And you can um, catch me on the uh, Monday Locker Room this week talking with Ben uh, about some stuff. And I think we had a good episode. Um, we always have a good episode, but for some reason, I like this episode this week especially. So please listen to that on channelattitude.com. And if you uh, care to hear me talk about Impact, which I think we also did a very good show this Monday, if I do say so myself, Ray, you can tell me if you agree or not. But uh, I thought uh, Brandon and I uh, really Excellent. had a good review of Slammiversary and the Go Home show leading up to it. Got a lot of interesting sidebar conversations and other things and more tangents. And I, wouldn't, I didn't have any muffins, but like in my mind, I was metaphorically eating muffins. Um, so you can check that out live if you want to be there live. That's Monday at 6 30 p.m. Pacific, 9 30 p.m. Eastern. So check that out live. Check out uh, Wrestling with Rip Rogers. Okay, every Friday. Damn it. Yep, every Friday. Uh, and you'll, you'll, uh, you can hear directly from the man and ask questions to the man who pulled the blinders off of me and my civilian fandom and showed me what wrestling really is and allowed me to dissect Dominic Mysterio in the way that I have. I couldn't have done it without Rip. And you can check out such guests as last week. Everybody was just sitting around having a good old time. And then all of a sudden, Nick Dinsmore just said, hey, here I am. We're, we're doing a show with Nick Dinsmore now. So the WWE's Eugene pop in say hello answer some questions from the fans you never know who's going to stop by wrestling with Rob rogers even me and then um you know we talked about stevie richards earlier a uh, brand new episode of the big fitness show available now um he's got uh, new patreon breakdowns he's got new youtube breakdowns and as he tells you the content is different so it's not like he's just putting stuff up on patreon and then after you he's made his money off it he moves it over to youtube no he gives you a special breakdown for patreon and then he gives you a special uh breakdown for youtube so it's different content follow them both and follow everything that stevie richards does and one final thing ray uh you know it's g1 season oh god what is that yeah what what is that it's uh new japan pro wrestling so if you're tired of watching uh tony d'angelo homecomings and all this other stuff and you want to see what real sports like wrestling is the first two nights of the g1 are free on njpwworld.com so i'm not even telling you don't even i'm not saying just sit there and even just watch the whole show just put the show on skim through it see who catches your eye and then watch how the cameras shoot the show watch how there's english announcers kevin kelly uh watch how they present the story to you watch how they don't insult your intelligence and see what wrestling could look like if people are interested in doing it right uh it's free the first two nights so check it out njpwworld.com and i'd like to hear some of you if you want to do that you know get in touch with me at opinion ever everywhere and tell me what you thought of it like it didn't like it indifferent you know get in touch with me let me know cool cool um if you're playing a question for you but if you're playing on ps4 can you play people on ps5 uh wwe smart um 2k23 Yes. Okay, so add my son because I, I just signed over my PS5 thing into his name. I already have him on my friends list. 
same account. Well, we changed it. Why? Because now it's my account, and I changed it to his account because you know everything, the history, the billing, everything is under under my name. I don't really use the PS5, so I just changed it. It's now Aiden Dude three one five seven six. If you want to add him real quick, um, play some two twenty three. If you want to add him, uh, just tell him you're my friend, and he'll add you. Um, yeah. So listen, guys, this week, um, I really, guys, I want you to check out this podcast. It's the Pro Wrestling Reflection. Um, this weekend, they're going to go back to their Rivalries edition. And what's the rivalry? Well, it is Pro Wrestling Reflection Spotlight. Rivalries presents Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. That's going to be pretty cool. And also tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, jump on the A-Show with me, guys. It's going to be me and April Hunter. And we're going to talk about this is Meta Threads unraveling? Here's that a lot of people, seventy-five uh, percent of their uh, their usage has gone down. People just aren't using Threads. It's kind of like nobody cares anymore. But we can talk about some other things. We can talk about Hornswoggle being on the Pierce Morgan show, and he's on with this like really woke dude telling him uh, that he should not call himself a dwarf. <laughs> what that that uh, that always goes over well. This is gonna. It is a fun conversation. We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of other things, guys and gals. But um, it's gonna be a fun show. So again, tonight, uh, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me in April for the A show. It's gonna be fun as usual, man. We have a good time doing the show. So uh, I think that's about it, guys and gals. Thank you so much for joining us here for your next level wrestling review. Don't forget, uh, George Hackenschmidt did have a penis infection. Was it a penis infection? Was it George Hackenschmidt? It was Frank Gotch. Right, same guy. And um, you know. I think that's it. So I'm going to just hit the gimmick here. Actually, let me play the music again. I'm going to hit the gimmick again. And, uh, you know, in the words of the great Rip Rogers. Well, I guess I didn't have that fucking lined up correctly. Anyway, goodbye, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, Fett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Not yet. Hold on. Let me... Just gotta give Rip Rogers some love here. Wrestling with Rip Rogers. Don't forget. Check that out. It's fucking awesome. I'm dead serious. This is a hub for Rip Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen. Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.